All right, here with Justin Devlin. Hey, man, how are you? I'm great, man. How are you, buddy? I'm good, as always. Outstanding to see you, man. Thanks for coming down. Absolutely. What a nightmare. I mean, I had no idea. There's a huge festival down here, and uh, it's ridiculous. It's the perfect storm of different things going on when we decide to meet on a Friday in town. What are the odds? (laughs) Oh, it's terrible. You going to have one of these? I absolutely am. All right. Let's get ready. So did you stop over the sh- shop today while yeah, you were down ju- here? just a little bit. Drop some stuff off. Had a little bit of family running around to do in the meantime. So oh. half a personal day, do, you could say a little bit. Uh, do you ever get a full day off? Do you make your weekends off or no? I, I try. I, uh, I really... Uh, cheers. Cheers, my friend. Yes. I really try to to really bust my butt during the week to with four kids. Activities are obviously practice and schedule-wise are always running Monday through Friday, but the games tend to be more so weekend stuff. So try to bust my butt during the week if I have to, you know, work day and night to get off weekends. If I know ahead of time the kids are playing that day. Yeah. Uh, I, I try to tell the workers, which they come to an understanding over the years, that I'll be here Monday through Friday, day and night if you need me. But don't jump in and you know ask me to be here Saturday and Sunday if you guys can cover it, so I can have that family time for yeah, the weekend. It it's important. It works out really well so yeah. far. Yeah, we got we got a nice group of that. Though. Yeah, except that's how I forced you to be on this show. <laughs> we our kids play together, and uh, you, well, you guys. I mean, with four, I don't know. I don't. I don't. I, I never understand this. Because with two, like at least we're not outnumbered. Yeah. And you get to the third, and then I'm like, how did you go from three to, to four? What were you all thinking? And then people with like seven kids, I'm like, forget it. You all are out of your mind. Yeah. I mean, it works, but um, but then I had, you had to be – one kid was in what, Philly? We've done it all where, like you said, we've you know had one kid in Philly – I sent a kid with you to Maryland, I think, that weekend. We had another kid in Ohio, and then grandma and grandpa are watching a kid back home, and it's just, <laughs> you, we're, we're, we're very fortunate that uh, both of our parents are able to help out, That's aunts, cool. uncles, and then carpools with friends, and then just like uh, team relationships, like how you said, I sent my son down with you to the soccer tournament, and yeah. you know. <laughs> well, it's all, it's all family. Yeah. 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 Like I said, I expect to be able to, you know, do it do it for somebody else. So. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And that's what's great about Pittsburgh, really. You know, I mean, a lot of Pittsburgh. Now, if you've only lived in Pittsburgh, you may not realize the communities, uh, you know, how, how, community nature of, of people. Um, but we moved, we lived in San Diego for a long time. San Diego is a great town. I'm not saying anything bad about San Diego, but the people are, are very different. You know, the, the, where we lived, you never met your neighbors. The only neighbors we actually met were our direct neighbors who were from um, Massachusetts. So they had that same kind of philosophy about community, but everybody else would just drive into their garages and disappear. You never got to meet them. But here, everybody's, oh, the first day I was in San Diego, walking down the street, and you know, you walk down the street in Pittsburgh, people say, hi, hey, how you doing? Everything good? Oh, great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah." I said hi to some guy walking by, and he turns, I'm not going to say what he said on on the show, (laughs) but there was a lot of expletives, (laughs) and why are you asking me these questions? I was like, okay, that was my first experience in San Diego, and I thought, okay, I get it now. Um, but no, that's cool. Um, so you, your, your, your restaurants, restaurants. Yeah. Uh, Mike and Mike Tony's. And Tony's. Yeah. Mike yeah. and Tony's Gyros. We're, uh, 
fortunate right now. We have five up and running, you know, and if things would break the way that I would like and, you know, the rest of the family would like, we would be powering forward, going, trying to get a couple more open, different more locations. It's it's the same thing you hear about from everybody else. It's just the, the limited amount of help we have right now. So we kind of put the brakes on uh, the Mike and Tony's expansion part. But hopefully by the end of this year, early next year, we have a breakfast place in the works. We bought a we bought the old uh, Tom's Diner building up in oh, Dormont on West Liberty yeah. Avenue. Okay. Where our fifth Mike and Tony's location, we just opened up uh, beginning of 2021, so last year. And uh, there was two different parts to the building. There was a lower part where Mike and Tony's was a bar before. It's called the Vasta. And then Tom's Diner, the actual breakfast part we're redoing right now. It's under construction. It's looking fantastic, and it's going to be a breakfast spot up there that we're going to. So is it a new concept? I mean, like, uh, it is. is it a Mike and Tony's, or it's a totally no, different? We're going to go different with it. Uh, like I said, we we're risk takers, Good. yeah, and we feel that you know we surround ourselves with smart people. Yeah, and I know my my work ethic, my wife's work ethic, my brother-in-law, my father-in-law, my father, like. We're just relentless. We'll figure it out. We put people that know breakfast around us. We're quick learners, and I always kind of had that attitude, even when I was younger, that if you put me in any type of you know work scenario, I'm going to rise to the top, and I'm just going to outwork people yeah. and figure it out. Right. And like I said, from when we started, uh, when we got into it, uh, it was two Mike and Tonys. We got up to five now, and like just doing different business ventures and you know making moves, trying to trying to get ahead. That's great. Yeah. Now you, so you said you're. One of the main reasons was because of the shortage of of employees. Correct. correct. I mean, how are are you out there looking for employees? I mean, all, all your locations you have help wanted signs and actively. Yeah, yeah. yeah we. Uh, I mean, even uh, yesterday, my wife Helen, she's she's the she's the backbone man. She's the forefront. She's the social media person. She answers all the questions and and answers for the contact that we get through the website. And she's the, on the forefront of its social media blast. And it's you know the indeeds the online hiring sites she was on uh the bubba show yesterday oh yeah you know getting it out oh, there she? yeah you know bubba. we're yeah. yeah we're we're hiring not that i know him i just like, x like y and z location you know we need cooks we need this so like we're very fortunate that we have a very very strong core of mike and tony's family member workers that that we consider family they're not family by blood or anything but that but they've been with us for a long time and you know, they stuck with us and that allowed us to, like during this pandemic, we never, sh- we shortened hours a little bit, but we never, we were still seven days a week and every location was open and we were able to fire on all pistons now. Very beginning of the pandemic, it was a, a scary situation where those first two weeks were, we were looking around each other like, what's going to go on? But I think everybody was in that boat. Yeah, absolutely. But then when it got back to normal, we were lucky that our employees stayed with us who wanted to be there. For the long term, man. Like I said, we were able to, it was a lot of extra hours on everybody, but we were able to, you know, manage the tide and, you know, pull through. And like I said, we're one of the fortunate places that, you know, came through it because a lot of places didn't make it. When you have a history and, you know, and one thing to learn from what you're talking about is, is being, you know, you can have employees. You got to treat your employees right. Make them part of the family. Because you guys, I mean, you, you're that kind of people. You're salt of the earth. I mean, I've not yeah. met your extended family, but you and Helen, of course, are just salt of the earth type of people. Appreciate um, it. But you get a business owner who's trying to run it and treating employees, and maybe not even terribly, but not treating them like family. 
there's a million places to go. I mean, everybody's looking. So, yeah. Um, what do you what do you think the you know do you, are, are are there many people coming in? Um, they just want too much money. They want too much, or they don't want to. Or you're just not having applicants really come in too much. We're struggling with the applicants coming in part, and I get it. Like, experienced cook comes in. We need you. Yeah. If we say we can offer you fifteen to seventeen dollars to start. They're thinking, you know what? Maybe I can go somewhere else where you come work for us. You're working. You know, we we're yeah. we're like we're fortunate enough that we're a busy place. All of our locations uh, are doing well, and like I said, our bigger ones that uh, have the the Dormont store, the Moon store, the Bridgeville store. They got the full bar, the bigger menu. You know what I mean? We're packed for events. It's great. We get great great support from uh from the city, but I could see those people coming in for saying like you know fifteen bucks an hour. I think I can go, and it's no knock on, you know, like uh, a Walmart or a Target, but I can go there and I could stock shelves and not really not kill myself. Kill myself. And I respect, and, and I understand that. Yeah. You know, and it's, it's just our hands are tied on where we can start someone out, you know what I mean, mm-hmm. to make sure that you can cut it what we need you to, you know, meet our expectations and it works for you also. But at the same time, like I said, like when we, we're up front with people, you come in here, give us, give us a week and we'll get a feel for it. We'll have that conversation back and forth with you. Maybe it's not for you. Maybe we love it and we're going to offer you a little bit more money because we see the potential in you for something that's going to be helpful to the business down the road. But at the same time, sometimes people are pouring coffee for 19 bucks an hour. You see these signs on these major roads, McDonald's hiring for 22. Like that, that handcuffs me, you know, you know, so, but like I said, we, well, and, and the problem is I think a misconception of small business is that, okay, Listen, you're not McDonald's, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, maybe w- hopefully one day you get there. Yeah, that'd be right? great. <laughs> that would be great. But right now, in five locations, that's great, and you expand, and that's. But expansion takes a ton of capital. Yeah. Um, which is something I want to ask you about later. But, um, but this idea that just just pay your employees more money, that works to a, an extent. I'm not saying employees should be paid. Eight, I don't know what minimum wage is. Eight twenty-five. I don't. At seven. Yeah, we don't even pay any of our employees' minutes, so I couldn't right. even tell you. I have what it no is. idea. Yeah. But you know, they're worth something. And yeah. fifteen dollars an hour for somebody to start to say, "Hey, let's just see if this is a fit." Yeah, seems pretty reasonable. And and somebody go, "Oh, you know, these small businesses, they don't have this tremendous amount of capital to just oh, let's just pay everybody." Yeah, well, I'd love to pay everybody a thousand bucks an hour. That would be you know great. <laughs> you know, yeah. if I had it, we would share it all like that. But agreed. Um, it it's it's the idea of of this um, you know this minimum wage or raising the minimum wage to fifteen is fine. Uh, it doesn't really solve the problems that people think it's going to solve because the lowest paid people are always going to be the lowest paid people. It doesn't matter what that number is. So all of a sudden, as we see. Wages go up to fifteen dollars an hour, but you know the cost of living goes up right with it. So Absolutely. you're not you're not changing your 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 spot in life. Um, but yeah, it puts a big troll because how can you compete yeah. with with a McDonald's or a Target or any of these it's, companies? Yeah, that's what we're trying to navigate now. Like I said, so yeah. business wise, like I said, we're we're sitting pretty at five, and it's five are going well. But like I said, it it did slow down our process of wanting to. Uh, be more active, searching for new places to open up just because we don't have the workforce that the we workforce. could, we couldn't steal from one store to another. Like we have been able to take a kitchen manager and a front of house manager, right, you're going to our new location and we're going to start the right way with people who got, you know, seasoned, seasoned veterans, you know, time with Mike and Tony's under their belt. 
and we just can't pull anybody from uh, an existing store because I don't want to ruin the dynamic that we have and the and, success that we're having. And yeah, cut it too too thin. Correct. Yeah. Um. So how do you go about finding a like you, you say? Okay, you open the Dormont. Mm-hmm. Um. What do you? What's the process of finding a location? to open a new store? Uh, we do it a couple different ways. We've worked with a real estate agent who, like I said, we, I think I said earlier, we just try to surround ourselves with very smart people. Yeah. So we have, uh, we work with a real estate uh, agent who in my eyes is fantastic. He brokered a couple of our, uh, our uh, Bridgeville and our moon uh, contracts. And uh, like I thought, I thought he's a killer on him. He got us yeah. in there for the right price, the right term, and you know what I mean. Just we took the contract that we wanted. We, you know, Good. we knew what we had in our in our head, what we thought was the right contract for us, and he worked to get us a better one. Yeah. So things like that, and then we did it the old school way. Uh, just you know, we see a building side of the road, and you see a number. Hey, let's give it a call. You know, it doesn't hurt. You yeah. know. If you see something you like, stop in there and talk to someone. If it maybe if it's not for sale, everything has a price in my eyes. You yeah, know what I mean? Absolutely. So yeah. we've done it that way, and that's how the the Tom's Diner one actually fell into our lap that way through uh, my father-in-law knowing the original owner of Tom's Diner. So there was like family rapport there, and they reached out to us. Oh, good. They okay. were looking to get out, and they knew we were expanding, and we were able to make something work out. And you know, it, lucky for us, we're in there. Yeah. And, it's a nice little spot. Is it? I haven't been yeah. down to that one. Yeah, I've been to the downtown location. Yep. And Bridgeville. We Bridgeville. Yeah. 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 We're down in Bridgeville. Yeah. Uh, every, so I've been talking to people and I'm like, Mike and Tony's are like Southside. Yeah. I, I was there at three o'clock in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was there at three o'clock in the morning last night. That's how thin we are. <laughs> Where are you? Oh, yeah. man. Yeah. I was. Oh, that's tough. Yeah. I was dealing with the, with the late night bar crowd down there. Oh, that's got to be. dynamic, you know. I mean, entertaining in one sense, but just. Yeah, it's um, it gets old quick. Yeah. It does, but we're lucky enough that that place there is in a nice little location with the being right there on Fifteenth and Carson. We're right in the heart of all the busy bar areas. You would say where the Mario's is, the Carson City. You know, yeah, we're just in a nice little spot. So it's we do great business there. Like even day uh, during the day during lunch for that dinner, we do a great we do a great business. But it'd be foolish for you to turn your eye and not see what's in front of you. And people go to Southside for the late night, and those places stay open till two o'clock. So, like you said, there. where from that from that up. from that one to two thirties, that sweet spot where it's trashed we, and I need to, yeah, if we have the if we have the right chemistry going with the workers there, right there, we can we can get people in and out pretty quick and and move some and move some volume. Yeah. So at night, you don't have anywhere to sit there, do you? We do not. So actually. Once COVID uh, started and they went to when it was just takeout only, that place is extremely small in Southside. And we realized once we had to take the seating out of there, we were better suited for just takeout only. Yeah. And even that's our only place right now that hasn't opened up to indoor indoor eating. We kept it just grab and go, just takeout only, and it's flourished. It's it's just been it's been it's been great. And what we were talking about before, it works out really well with the late night stuff. When people are down there having some drinks, we found the the best success for us is to keep people moving. They come in, order a couple gyros, they take it out. We had issues in the past where when people were hanging out in there eating, someone might have some a uh, little too much to drink, bump into somebody, and some words are exchanged. Yeah. When people are moving down there and you know not standing around, 
it's it goes a lot better for us and a lot smoother. Do you have any brawls inside the place? Uh, so I'm, I'm trying to think. I've been done. So I've been doing late nights in Southside for 20 years now. We we've had a, a couple unfortunate where I did the me my brother in law had to jump out there. Uh-oh. Helen, you know, she would be working with like she's in between. <laughs> she's a firecracker. She, uh-huh. you know what I mean. She's she'll throw down in there and just break everything up. But yeah, unfortunately, we had to break a couple up. But I think for if we're talking 20 years, we've been extremely lucky that nothing crazy has ever happened in there. Okay. Just some young college kids' words. Just with each, yeah. yeah. For the most part, we, we can shoo them out the door. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Like I said, for the most part, we can just shoo them out the door. Hey, guys, you go one way, you go the other way. Let's call it a night, right? Yeah, So for sure. Yeah. Um, that's too funny, though. Yeah, I could just I, – I, I can't imagine that. Because, I, I mean, I was that person, college. Absolutely. And just coming out. We, we're down in San Diego, and we're down in, like, Ocean Beach, and – you're just coming out of the bar, and you go to the Mexican joint, and you're like, "Give me a burrito." Yeah, well, uh, that yeah. was the thing. It was we 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 figured it out. Like I said, when we first started doing it twenty years ago or whatever, like that, it was one of those things that me and Helen's brothers. Uh, it was just us two down there. We figured like, if you know, people can come in and get a gyro quick. If we can just, it's you know, that's the way to do it. it back in the day, it was like five bucks out the door, five bucks out the door, and it was just like, if we can keep people moving and just get that line crew. Instead of people standing in front of a pizza place or a hot dog place and they're waiting 15 minutes, they're like, man, Mike and Tony's can have you in and out and, you know, and reasonable. For five, yeah. You went out and drank beers all night and the night you with a $5 five, bill, boom. You, you got a jar and you're on your way home. Yeah. So, yeah, we, we, we found our we found our groove down there and, you know, been successful with that. Yeah, that's huge. And that, you know, the no, the no seating. I, and I know a couple other uh, places. There's a coffee shop that I go to um, and she she. Has an, I mean, she's done really well, um, and she had seating in there for a while, and she made it really nice, and COVID hit, and they took the seating out, and it was just coming in. She's like, I'm never going back to seating. Yeah. I don't have to deal with yeah. people get their stuff, they get out. Mm-hmm. I don't have to deal with cleanup. I don't have to deal with people yelling. Yeah. And just it, it makes a lot of sense for, for that type of... Yeah, there was it, definitely benefit to it, Like just like you said. The only, the only downside to it was our... Our OG customers who were used to coming in, Hanging grabbing out. a gyro, grabbing an iced tea, sitting at a table. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I feel for those guys. But like for the better of uh, the business down there, it was a better move just staying, take out only, grab and go, keep things moving. But like you said, there was a couple of the old timers that, you know, that grew up in Southside and they remember coming in there, grabbing a little, you know, we had like six tables in there, four seaters. So there right. was no room in there. You know what I mean? Yeah. But they would grab a seat, grab a jar of fry and a tea and just, you know, chill, enjoy and, 30 yeah. minutes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. We, probably the only 30 minutes they enjoy. <laughs> That's not nice. Um, now, do you guys typically try to buy a building or are you leasing? We love to buy buildings if we can, yeah, but it's just, it's awesome. whatever presents itself. Like, so, so far we own uh, our building downtown. We own that one. Mm-hmm. We own the building in Southside. And uh, we own Dormont. So oh, good. Three okay. out of the five. Three we, out of five, that's great. Yeah. Because that's, the, I mean, ultimately, that's the way to go. Not only do you have the, hopefully, down the line, you've got the business mm-hmm. model as an asset, but you got the buildings. Yeah. So I mean, we, just ahead. like you said, we uh, we have the businesses and then, you know, our secondary business off that is like property management. So, you know, yeah. Mike and Tony's is a business and then we have a property management company that, you know, Mike, that rents to Mike and Tony's. Right. And that also leads into, you know, Maybe down the road, if we were lucky enough, we got a couple more stores going, got some momentum going. Someone swooped in and wanted to, you know, pick up Mike and Tony's. We would still own businesses and rent. You know, and I'm sorry, we would still own the the buildings and rent right. to the business. Get cash flow that way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so, I mean, it's so smart. Yeah, I and mean, you look at businesses that have been around for you're talking 20 years. 
that have always rented. And I, I understand when you're starting out, um, most of the time you've got to rent. Yeah. You just don't have the capital. You can't get the loan for the building. I get it. But once, if you can maintain a decent, sustainable business, listen, just go buy a building. I mean, you, it seems daunting, but yeah. you're probably going to pay the same amount of money. Even if you have to pay a little bit more, go buy the building. It's yours. It's yours. It's yours and, after 10 and, years, yeah. 15 years, whatever you do. Yeah. Right. And the only, I mean, when I think about it with COVID, that's what we made. I mean, obviously, the restaurant business suffered greatly. Absolutely. And yeah. I'm so happy that you guys weathered that storm. But it, but then, you know, corporate real estate. Yeah. And you're going, holy cow, like, that's not oh, only do yeah. I have the restaurant that you're you're killing, but now I have got no no chance of selling this building. It's turned around now. Correct. Um, yeah, it's a long it's a long game. Yeah, it's yeah. a long game for <laughs> yeah. sure. That would make me pucker up a little bit. Oh, jeez. <laughs> yeah, um, that's that's the effects we felt the most was downtown, right where we're at now. Like when COVID hit down here, it was a ghost town. It and, was awful. And like I said, it was we stayed open, but there was there was there was razor thin margins down here because, and this was the last place to recover. I mean, I wouldn't say it's back to normal, but I mean, walking down here and parking down here today was great with all the festivities and things going on. Yeah. But I tell people who ask me like, how's everything going? I said, the other stores we're we're doing great. We're, we're above where other restaurants we, you know, are this and that. I said, but downtown these last couple months started to look like downtown a little bit again with more more oh, people walking around, yeah. more cars down here. And you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It started to remind me of downtown again. So hopefully we're we're riding that wave where, you know, soon downtown's back to what it was and people I are. I hope so. Me too, me too. I mean, did you come down during the pandemic? I mean, uh, it, was, it was a ghost town. Yeah. It was crazy. I mean, it was not town. only a ghost town. It was yeah. like the walking dead. Like I came sure. down here, I don't remember when it was, and walked out of the building and... Dude, there's junkies. Oh yeah, everywhere. Yeah, I watched this guy walk. I didn't know people could do it, but he was literally horizontal to the ground, his back walking. Yeah, and people were videotaping him. And I'm like, I mean, the poor guy. I felt badly for him. Um, but it was it was kind of frightening. Riddled with uh, like we're we're on the uh, 900 block of Liberty Avenue down the other end, and uh, by the uh, by the Greyhound Station Convention Center down that way, and the alleyway that we share between us and uh, Penn Avenue, it was it just became riddled with needles and you know people's really? personal belongings and it was yeah it was it was sketchy man real sketchy it was sketchy yeah. to the point where you know we were lucky enough that you know we would talk to some authorities when they would come through and they'd be like hey we're gonna do a lap around here if you see anything if if you're worried about anything call us we'll we'll get them we'll get them on their way get them moving just because or like if people weren't cleaning up behind their buildings this and that you know we can you know, lean on them that way to get these people out of here because you can get cited and things for having that kind of stuff on your property. On your, oh, yeah. So, right. like you said, just just reach out and you know if they were able to I help. Didn't think about that. It's yeah. on your property. Yeah. Yeah. Like you said it was it was it was bad. It was bad. It was. Would they really do that? Would they cite you for having? I that? hope not. But I, I would hope not. But I hope it would get them to make the phone call to be like, "Hey, we got some issues behind our building. Can you guys come through?" And you know. It's sad. I mean, because what do you do with these people? I feel. I mean, you look at the people and you're like, okay, you did it to yourself, but it's an addiction. It's a yeah. You know, whether or bad it's luck. It could be bad luck. Yeah. You, you were born into the wrong family. You know, whatever those situations yeah. are. But I was I was walking down here two weeks ago. I guess it was. I was meeting at a meeting over at that city works. I think it's called yeah, city works. Yep. Um, and there's a guy in a wheelchair stuck in the middle of the road. Okay. Wow. So I come up behind him. 
And I go, hey, sir, you know, I'm not going to touch him without, sir, can I help you at all? Yes, I need help. Yes, I need help. I was like, okay. He's got this gravelly voice. I can't understand what he's saying. He's talking to me the whole time. Yeah. So I'm pushing him. I'm like, where, where can I take you? I'm headed up there. He's like, I need to go up that way. So, I, uh, so I'm pushing him up there. He's telling me how he's like a 17-time veteran of the Vietnam War. I'm like, that doesn't seem to make any sense. But okay, listen, I'm, I'm just trying to help you. Yeah. And I get, he's like, I need money. I'm mm-hmm. like, okay. I'm like, sir, I don't carry cash. Like, yeah. And that's the truth. I don't, I don't know who carries cash anymore. I, I rarely have cash on me. I probably would have given the guy a couple bucks if I had it. Yeah. But I'm like, sorry, man. I, you know, I just walked you a few blocks, like, you know, trying to help you out. Um, sorry, I don't have any cash, but, you know, I wish you well. Listen, there's an ATM. Go get me money. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. he's telling me. He's not like, he didn't ask me nicely. I still wouldn't have done it. <laughs> yeah. But he's like, go get me money. And I was like, okay. Forget you. There's a cop walk, and I'm like, I can't believe, you know, I'm trying to help somebody and be nice. Yeah. Just be a nice citizen. And he's like, don't even, he's, he's like, don't help them. Yeah. Don't talk to them because they're, they will, they will all come around you. And if you gave him money, you're going to walk two, two feet and there's going to be someone else going to hit you up. And it reminds me of when I was 18, I was fortunate enough to travel around Europe with um, two of my buddies. We just had backpacks and took a trip around Europe. And we were in, um, in Italy, right outside of Vatican City, if I remember correctly. And these kids come up, and they're like, hey, money, money. And I'm like, yeah. And this guy comes up out of nowhere. He kicks the kid. And I'm like, as an American, I'm like, oh, you can't kick kids. <laughs> yeah. They're like, get out of here, get out of here. And I'm like, what's going on? So all of a sudden, there's like 15 kids around. And they're like, yeah, they, they one will, and then they'll take everything you have. You were the target. And yeah, yeah. You know, like you were just target. I'm like, oh my god. But that's what basically he was saying. It's just, it's just really sad, and I wish we could, yeah, figure that out. I mean, I think there's a long road ahead. But uh, anyway, that's a whole different. Yeah. Um. So owning the businesses. So how did you make it through the pandemic? Like, what was, what do you think helped you the most? Uh, like I said, we have a nice, strong core of management team. You know, we consider them family, the Mike and Tony's family. That you know that stood with us the entire time. They, you know, whatever we needed, whatever uh, we asked, they were able to, you know, help out and do. And like, that's, I look at that, it, like, I hope that that was because we as employers treat these guys like family and, you know, whatever they need and whatever we can help out with situationally, we go above and beyond that most, you know, corporate places would, would do. That's I, fantastic. Like I, said, like I said, being family owned and operated. Um, it's weird when COVID came around and that first, you know, two weeks scary. It was it was shaky, and then when everything was takeout, I tell people this. This might sound weird, but that turned into a home game for us. And what I mean by that is, our takeout. My wife Helen uh, has a process in place that since before COVID, since day one, since we had our hands in the business and we took it over, she is so strict about the way she wants takeout done that it's done the same at every store. And we don't make mistakes on takeout. And that is from many, many a time going to a restaurant, going to a fast food, and we go through, and she's looking in the bag, and she goes, yep, happened again. I don't have my food. Like every All the time. <laughs> but it's oh, always every time. Her, but it's always hers. Oh, is it really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, like, I think that may have played a little part with Helen's, like, you know, little uh, process she has in plan for all the managers and all the baggers and whoever's, yeah. whoever's handling takeout bartenders. So, like I said, for some reason – Nine out of ten times, if something's missing out of a bag, it's hers. But how common did it become that stuff is missing out of your order? Uh-huh. So Helen came up with her, you know, 
we're going to do this. You're going to mark this once. Once it's in the bag, you're going to double check. You're going to cross it out. So, like, when I say COVID happened, it was like a home game for us. So now it's shaky. We're, and we are – I feel that we're priced right. Like, we're not overly priced when COVID came. Like, the high-end stuff didn't work. We're, we felt like we offered better stuff than fast food. So – and our takeout, like, we're so on the ball with that that I feel people felt – we've always gotten compliments over the years, like – we love coming to your place. We don't even check our bags. We know it's going to be correct. That's amazing because you got to check everything. It doesn't matter what it is. And we had that process in place before. So when that came around, people were coming, you know, supporting, which is great, you know, supporting small business, local. And we were just takeout was a home game for us. So like we were getting these great big orders and, you know, getting by with just takeout only when Eden wasn't around. And we put our hat on it that we're not going to mess up your takeout. You know, so that's great. And now, they, don't get me wrong; it's it's happened in the past, and we make up we make up for it. Yeah. You know what I mean? But like I said, we are. I I would put our takeout business without messing anything up against anybody. We yeah. we have it down to a system. That's huge. I mean, because yeah. it's so nobody gives a sh- shit. Yeah. About you know, I was just complaining on on Facebook about Burgatory. Not to call out Burgatory, but Burgatory. You used to do a good job. <laughs> like you had a good burger. You can't if if your name's Burgatory. All right, minimum, you have to cook the burger right. It's the one thing you have to do. Like, and I, it, it seems very simple to me. I'm not in the restaurant business, but you're hiring. I get it. You're hiring people that maybe aren't. Um, oh yeah, grab that. Um, maybe aren't um, the most skilled. Okay, making a burger. Maybe you've never made a burger before. But listen, they make these things called thermometers. Yeah. Put it in the burger. Every you invest in a hundred thermometers for this store, put it in the burger, and then you tell the person that all you have to do is read it when it gets to a hundred and I don't know what the degree is for medium rare, uh, then you take it off and you serve it. I mean I either get a raw burger or I get one that is charred. Yeah. Well, not only that, here's here's with my thought on that too is if you're a burger place, that's your that's your bread and butter, right? Yeah. And you're asking people how you want it cooked. I expect that you should be able to make it to right? <laughs> that, that. Like, it's not like they they said it it comes one way. They said, "How do you like it cooked? Medium, like it cooked? medium yeah. rare, medium what?" Yeah. yeah. If you're asking that question, there should be someone behind there in the kitchen that should be able to cook a burger to that temp. Yeah. Well, and I had so then and another time I was there and I was and I was sitting at the bar and ordered my food and this guy sits next to me and I so I started talking to him because you know it's what you do and he's the new cook new head chef, whatever, manager, chef, I don't know, whatever. Um, and he's like, I know. He's like, I was like, listen, you guys can't cook a burger, right? I was like, I like your <laughs> toppings. I like the atmosphere. You always have a couple good beers on tap. Fries are good. They used to be. Um, and, the, you know, the burgers have shrunk down in size, but like, I get it. Um, I would rather you raise the price than shrink the burger. Yeah. But, uh, and he's like, no, nah, I got it figured out. Whether it's going to come out perfect. I'm like, really, dude? So it comes out. Take a bite, and I show it to him. And he's like, "God damn it!" <laughs> he runs to the back, <laughs> and it's just. But that's the thing. I mean, if if you're gonna be whatever you're gonna be, just do what you say you're gonna do. Yeah. You know, if you say it doesn't matter what industry you're in. If you say you do this, then do that. I agree. If and you don't do it, don't tell me you're gonna do it. And it's it's one of those things like we were saying with just you know. Cooks in general, every every restaurant's having a problem with that, and I and where we were fortunate, where we're weren't pushing that position, but I think people were doing. 
desperate hires grabbing anybody yeah. and just throwing them to the wolves. You know, you're, we're gonna we need you. Just because we need a body there to do, do your something. Yeah, 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 and like I said, it's I one of the, it. it's one of those things where someone's thrown in there and they're just like they're, they're drowning. They're drowning. You know, yeah. yeah, and it's you know it's it's not a f- believe me. I've been in that situation where there's a million checks that got to go out. And, yeah, and you're yeah. just panic mode and you're just trying to get stuff out. But like you said. If if that's if that's your bread and butter, if if something cooking something to a temperature, a steak, a burgers is what you make your money on, I would hope the guy yeah. on the line cooking the burgers is your most experienced guy at the time, right? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. And I, I just don't understand. Like even if you don't know how to make a burger, never cooked a burger. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't know how burgatory works. I assume that they put it in on a griddle or on a flat top. Flat I top, yeah. I would assume, right? Yeah. Um, and then you just put a thermometer in it. You absolutely, absolutely and, right, yeah. and then just say when yeah. it gets to the time thing. this is this, and it, this, honestly, this. you can you can knock it down to. They're always cooking at that same heat, so it's it's a timing thing. It's, it's a timing. It's thing. a touch thing. You know what it's, I mean? It's yeah. Just, yeah. Just I don't I don't know. It's it just drives me crazy. Because <laughs> there's another place I go, and they get it right like 99 percent of the yeah. time, and so, that's why you keep going back, right? Oh, uh, absolutely. There you go. You but um, uh, so you don't do takeout at all. I mean, not takeout. You don't do delivery. We do not. We do not. Wherefore. What about like these DoorDash things? Uh, we've been reached out to multiple, multiple, Seems multiple like times. Seems like a nightmare. The, the, the cut they want from it doesn't make sense. I just They don't. take the cut from you. Absolutely, yeah. But then they charge the customer as well. For sure, yeah. So they so whatever the, that bill is, you know, if you're selling that or that whatever your check is, they're taking X amount percentage. And, it, and it, it's different from DoorDash to Grubhub to whatever. There's a million of them now, you know. Yeah. But we are fortunate enough that, and and my worry with that was we we've considered we've had the meetings, the numbers were always astronomical. It didn't make sense because I know what our margins are. But I would always talk to these people about I don't need you to steal my regular customers. I yeah. have my, my my I have my regular customers. Yeah. And believe me, convenience. I understand it. If I didn't have to physically go to a store and pick it up, I'm just having someone deliver it. I would do the same thing too. But I don't need you stealing my own customers. I need new business, and I they couldn't convince me. And I could be wrong. They couldn't. They know. couldn't sell me on the acquiring of new business through it. You know. So and my other concern would be. I mean, we all know. You know, if I get, if uh, if I go to Mike and Tony's yeah. and and I get a gyro or a gyro or whatever. <laughs> yeah. oh, man, don't I don't know. Um, you eat it there. I don't care if I have a ten minute drive home. It's always better. It's always better, right? It's always better. So now I'm giving some random dude or lady is picking up some <laughs> order. Who knows where they're going with it? Yeah. And they're dropping off my product at some point in time yeah. down the road. And now I'm going to be judged on that food. Absolutely. It, it's a risk the business takes. It's a big takes. risk. It's a risk the yes. business takes by company. You know, Absolutely. Partnering up. Yeah. yeah. I agree 100%. I I've never used any of those. My son has. He got like a... Forty dollar milkshake from Five Guys. I'm like, what are you out of your mind? <laughs> you know, it's crazy. I love those guys. Oh, yeah, jeez. Um, yeah, it's just uh, now you guys do catering. We do. Is we that do. a big part of your business? Uh, it's we're really successful with it, and it's just been getting better and better and better and better. And the thing about catering is, it's nice because you do big orders. Obviously, you're feeding fifty, hundred, two, whatever the number is. But you know about it ahead of time, so you could all. It's easier. It's easier. Let me say to prepare for something you know that's coming. So we know, like, hey, Friday, someone's picking up. You know, hundred gyros. They're getting a couple pans of gyro meat chicken. You know, and then you know pierogies. Whatever, whatever, whatever. We're you know salads, this and that. 
you can prepare and staff correctly for it, and then it's not a big deal. Normal shift, something like that pops off, and you're not ready for it. It's you it's know, tough. yeah, just just tread water and get through it. Right? Does that happen? Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Uh, when we first opened the Moon Shop, it is right across from Robert Morris, and the Moon community, oh. the Moon community was fantastic. Like when we opened our like. We had that was our second big one with the bar and, but it's humongous over there. We have a bar side, a dining side, we have an outdoor patio, so it was bigger. Like our Bridgeville shop is, you were in there. It's a nice size. It's, it's good size. It's comfortable. It's, yeah. it's about seventy five. It's we got an outdoor patio for the. It's yeah. it's a nice little, you know, tight where we can get get away with a bartender, two servers, and just you know, just a nice little, fun atmosphere. It looks full. It looks good. Like yeah. we got a nice little what you know what I mean. We went to Moon. It was about double that size. So in oh. our head, we've already been success, successful with this model and this menu, but the size went. And when our, how, our, I swear to God, Adrian, we were there the first day. Helen comes to me. She goes, Dustin, there's a line around the building of people waiting to come in. What? And I said, this is, we're not ready for this. Like, <laughs> I was expecting like a, a trickle in here. Yeah. Like, people came out to tr- and thank God they support their great, great community. They, you know, we do a lot with the, uh, Middle school, elementary, high school, the sports, they come back support after football games, basketball games. Then we got Robert Morris right across the street. But they, I'll, I'll, I'll t- it was an epic failure. When I said they came in, it was packed to the gills. Our Aloha system went down, shut down. So we weren't even getting tickets. And it was a, when I say a nightmare, it was a nightmare. We ran out of everything. <laughs> oh, Everybody wanted man. to try and yeah. I, re- I remember being sick to my stomach. My wife goes on and she gets on, she jumps on like Moon Connect, it's the neighborhood thing, and she writes this heartfelt, you know, apology, like thank you for everybody for supporting. We had some, you know, internal issues, we had some computer issues, but like, you know, give us this will be righted instantly and this and that. And the response back was like, you guys are great. We, we you know, things happen, you know, yeah. we were there, we seen the 150 people sitting inside and you know, the phone ringing off the hook. And like I said, that's that's what I was talking about earlier. Like, it's that relentless mentality. Me, Helen, her brother-in-law, my father-in-law, my my other brother, everybody was just like, all right, so we're, we're living here for the next three months. Open to close. I think we went like 90 days, I think Helen was counting, where we went open to close. We did not leave. I missed my daughter's communion. You know, like oh, it was like me and thing. Helen. Yeah, wow. we, me and Helen worked. It was a Sunday. It was a communion. Me and Helen were at that shop at nine in the morning. At that time, we were closing like at ten at night. By the time you get clean, like I said, it was just we devoted and we lived there until we felt we could leave that place and it was going to run like we were there all times. And like I said, a couple years later, that place is doing fantastic. It's in a great location. Robert Morris just put that new uh, UPMC event center up there. Yep. So we get concerts, we get cheerleading competitions, we get the the college sports games and. We're lucky, man. We're, 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 like I said, the moon I mean, community. It's not that you're lucky. I mean, listen, you're in the right community. It's not that you're lucky. Yeah. It, you guys did it. Yeah. I mean, because very few people in today's world are willing to do that. Yeah. You know, you see, uh, it doesn't matter. You see a restaurant open. Okay, spend some time within, you know, I, I, actually, a lot of these franchises, which you guys are in a franchise, Correct. but similar, you know, you buy a franchise, you're going to have to work it. Yeah. Or you should. You should yeah. make sure everything's... Yeah. You never have met the owners. Yeah. The only time I've actually met the owners was Jersey uh, Jersey Mike's. Yeah, those Jersey Mike's. Yeah. Jersey Mike's, they just opened one down in near Fox Chapel. Okay. Um, and I went in there, and there's the, the owner's there. I'm talking to him, and he's like, yeah, I'm trying to do this, but he's there. He's like, I'm here every day. 
and but it was the first time besides talking to you it's like people yeah. don't do that yeah and when i get the quick money hopefully and then it fails and then they're like ah it's it's somebody else's fault yeah it, it's not yeah you know, you're there you're you know you had the word of mouth that first time you could have blamed it on everybody else yeah yeah uh, but you didn't and yeah. you say, we're going to fix what we need to fix. You get in there, you spend 90 days <laughs> yeah. sweating it out. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. who does that these yeah, days? Was, but that's what it takes. It's, it's what it needed yeah. to be done. Like yeah. I said, we we dropped the ball. It was us. Like I said, we weren't prepared for the support that was going to get thrown right from the minute one that door was open to minute when it was closed. And it was like, thank those, thank that community, thank the, the school district, thank, you know, Robert Morris and everything like that. But it was something that we went, as soon as we closed up, we, we, me, my wife, my brother-in-law, we all sat down at the table and we're like, all right, tomorrow, here's the game plan. Like, we are in here at 6 in the morning. We are getting everything prepped out. If we couldn't be any busier than we were today, we're going to make it, you know, prep-wise, we're going to get everything covered for what we would need today because it was different from our bridge. But we went off our standard. This is what we usually go through each day. What's what we need to have to start. You know, in between lunch and dinner, we can get some prep done. And it was just, we didn't have that luxury. So we're just like, all right. Six in the morning till midnight, bang, let's do it. You know what I mean? And it was... That's a long day. And like I said, I still hear in my sleep, I still hear that those tickets printing off <laughs> in, in, my, in my dreams sometimes. <laughs> a little flashback. <laughs> Traumatized. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. A little PTSD. But like I said, yeah. it, it made us better. And, it, and, it, and, it, and like I said, when we, went, uh, when we opened up uh, in Dormont last year, it was smooth, baby. Like oh, yeah. people were excited. They came in there, they packed it, and it you was... Learned. And it was smooth. I mean, we were we were in our groove. We were yeah. like, yeah, nothing's gonna be worse than that. I promise. But we also, speaking of that, we knew what our what our what our sweet spot of seats was. You know what I mean? Like, Bridgeville were seventy five, Moon were one hundred and forty, Dormont's at nice one hundred. You know, it's and yeah. it's it's that was our. That's we the, wanted we wanted a little bit bigger than Bridgeville and smaller than you know. Okay. I'm sorry. Yeah, bigger than Bridgeville, smaller than Moon, and it was like that's our number. We can sit people. We can get takeout and and not blink an eye. So yeah, it was. Like I said, but it's it's trial and error, and that's all it was. Yeah, yeah, that's what so, everything is. And then like it, during COVID, we took some t- just because of being understaffed, we took some tables out of you know Moon lessen the load on the kitchen and the serving mm-hmm. staff because we mm-hmm. don't have the capability of handling a true one forty like we did at one time. But like you said, it's do you foresee that turning around anytime? <sighs> I would hope so. I, I hope so. I, too. I thought I thought there was a chance uh, when that unemployment stuff stopped. I thought we were going to see a kick into you know, getting cooks back, and I, in the back of my head, I was like, "Yeah, it's we're 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 gonna be back normal before 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 you know it." It just honestly, I don't think I hired a cook in Moon in minimum six months. Really? Bridgeville, we hired a couple of people. Dormont's, we're we're pretty lucky. It's a very residential area where a lot of our guys there walk to it. You know what I mean? It's smack dab in like a community where Bridgeville's in a shopping center, Moon's in a shopping center. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So transportation's a little bit more trickier. Or Dormont, we get people that are, you know, they they're part of that community. They 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 work for us. They walk to work. It's it's a little different. We've been a little bit more successful. That makes sense. But Southside, you know, it's hit or miss. You know, with sometimes for staff, sometimes it's just you you go with the flow. That's hard. Yeah, yeah. Oh. When it's good, it's great, man. When it's good, yeah. Life like I'm popping in shops, doing my thing, checking on everybody. When it's bad, it's open to close, and that's yeah. <laughs> Asking people like yourself, hey, can you take my son to a different city? Uh-huh. And yeah, yep. throw him in your hotel. Appreciate it, man. <laughs> of course, of course, anytime. Yeah, uh, but then that's what's great about most people. Right? I mean, you always have people that are a little different, and they expect 
something, you know, it's just not reality. You yeah. say, I just opened a restaurant and we're doing our best. You say, great, do your best. I always want everybody to be successful and happy. Absolutely. I know that people make mistakes and I know things happen. And, you know, you can get over that. Yeah. And it's like, kind of, you know, not to beat a dead horse, but back to the burger. It's not, I loved Burgatory. I went to Burgatory all the time. You know, it's local. It's easy for me to get to. And they had a good burger. And You're then, a burger guy. I'm a burger guy. I mean, <laughs> that's what I, everybody <laughs> who's listening to the show knows. Every, I talk about burgers and beers on Fridays and Saturdays. Um, and I do like a gyro. But they, hey, listen. Not, 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 you know, it's just, just a suggestion. Fox Chapel doesn't have a gyro. <laughs> what do you say? Gyro or? It's gyro. So it's gyro to me. Uh, And like born and raised even before I met my wife, and that's how we got into it, like the gyro business. It was through my father-in-law. You know what I mean? But my father-in-law is island of Crete, you know, off the the boat. Is he? Okay. And it's funny. People come in and they're like, hey, I need a euro, this and that. And then my father-in-law is like, how many gyros do you need? (laughs) (laughs) So it's it's definitely a Pittsburgh thing, but that's, you know, but it's funny because even him being here since he's been, 25 or whatever he was when he came from, you know, Greece, it was, uh, he adapted it too. So it's, 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 it's funny. It makes me laugh when people come in and they're like, it's, it's actually caught. I'm like, well, that guy's literally off the boat. Like, yeah. Like if he yes. can call it a gyro, you're good, man. You're yeah. good. You're fine. <laughs> Just gyro. Yeah. yeah. Um, here's a, here's a thing. Another thing. Um, salad. You said you do salads. Now yeah, I've been absolutely. to your place. I've never had a salad. Because, You're meat eater, man. Yeah, right. I mean, <laughs> I'm getting a jar. Now, I did see, I was looking through, I think it was your website or maybe it was Facebook, and there was comments that I was reading and about your wings. Oh, dude. See, I'm like, we're like wing I'm connoisseurs. A, I'm a wing guy. Yeah. Oh, my God. And I'll tell you what. I didn't try your wings. We are, I think we bucked the trend a little bit, and I think that's why we're like that under the radar people like okay. the, when like under the radar wings people always throw like they love our wings and we sell a ton me and my wife and my brother-in-law like the you know the the brain trust you would call it we're crispy wing eaters we like got to be crispy crispy right you want a soggy you chewy want, wing yes so we cook crisp we cook wings to crispy and then like if you ask for well done it's it's super crispy. You know, there's there's no un- if if it's cooked at one place and looks undercooked, that's you're not getting that at Mike and Tony's. It's it comes crispy and like, I think, I think for the most part, I think that's that new trend. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't think people are into the, you don't want the soft skin and yeah, no, <laughs> you want that nasty. snap on it. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, we're what's, what's your favorite sauce that you guys have? Oh, uh, it's our mild sauce because my wife. It's from scratch. It is. Usually mild is something that has a little bit of heat, but the flavor lacks. Our mild sauce is one of our best tasting sauces, and you can put it up against, you know, uh, uh, a golden tangy, a hot garlic feta, a barbecue. But like our mild sauce is the taste on it is it's lights out because I think that's the the that has to be the standard. Yeah, it has a little bit of heat, wing place, but you it's have a little flavor. Meat, but the flavor, Absolutely. that's what I don't like. I, I'm fine with hot. We have hot sauce and everything. Correct. I like hot. Yeah. But for the wings, I always go with the mild because if I'm trying them, you got to be mild. That's this. That's the standard, and you have to have a little bit of heat. Yeah. But it's the flavor, and that you get that flavor. And not everybody has figured it out. Sometimes it's way too oily. It's kind yeah. of yeah, you absolutely. know. Uh, 
And then I, I do blue cheese. I know a lot of people are ranch. We give the option. Yeah. I'm a ranch guy, and I think our ranch? our ranch is oh. from scratch. So like, oh, oh really? So is our blue cheese. Your... I apologize. So is our blue cheese. But yeah, we get people that love our ranch. Or people are like, I'm not a ranch person, but it your ranch is fantastic. And you do it from scratch. From scratch, blue cheese. Uh, like you said, from scratch. We yeah, do, uh, yeah. It's it oh. was it was something that you know we've we've got lucky. We had some good cooks come through, and they're like, hey, let's. What do you think about this version of? It? And we're hey, if you can show me something that's better. I'm all for. I, I want. I want you to make this place better. Don't be afraid to share ideas. And I think we can change this. I'm. I'm all ears. If I. If I can show you something better, I'll show you something better. Don't ever be afraid to like. Hey, he's the owner. I can't. No, come no, at no, me. No, come, no. What, what? Yeah, let's 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 throw some ideas at this. And throughout the years, I'm a I'm a dry rub guy, seasoned salt guy, and we put like fine tunes on it, mixing different things in there. Got a little bit of heat, a little bit of salt. And that's, oh, that's good too. Yeah. That yeah. Is good too. But uh-huh. that was just through uh, us being lucky enough and having cooks that, you know, played around with stuff. What, what's your thoughts on this, Justin? This and that. I'm like, yeah, that's fit. Guess what? We're, we're switching. This is our new, this is our new dry rub. Yeah. yeah. That's fantastic. From an owner. I yeah, mean, absolutely. People do get stuck in there. For sure. BS. Yeah. Um, here, so I was going to talk about salads. Here's one. You know, I, I like a salad. Yeah, I really like when I'm out. I don't. I mean, I'll have a side salad. Okay, but I make salads at home. But my wife's she she she's not a vegetarian, but she just doesn't like meat. Okay, she just doesn't like the yeah. texture, flavor, whatever. I don't know. So she's always getting salads. Ninety percent of the time, I'm gonna go ninety. I'm just making that up. I have no idea. Yeah. Um. Half the salad, the the greens are rotten. That's a tough part, right? Yeah, it's tough. It's... I mean, I get it because now, because it used to be like um, when I was a kid, salads were iceberg lettuce. Yeah. yeah. And that's pretty easy to tell. Yeah. Now you got this mixed green, you spring got, greens. Exactly. You, got, you got the spring mix mixed and, into it. Yeah. yeah. And you Makes got, it look pretty. And it comes, I would. I don't know how you guys do it, but I imagine you get a big bag of, of greens. Correct. And you either pull it out of the bag or you dump it in something. Anyway, yeah. Pulling the greens out. Yeah. And you know, nobody has time to inspect it. That's but the, that's the big that's the it's just a big, like you said it's a big but that's issue. a fine detail that yeah it it, it matters for, it matters for people. like we sell a ton of salad so anything with our produce that we're selling that day so it's uh, lettuce tomato onion every when those guys go in that morning green pepper you know anything like that red and white onion when they go in that morning we cut that stuff fresh and we cut it through what we think is going to get us through the majority of dinner. Ideally, is we we get through lunch, we're getting through dinner. If it's busier than expected, we're gonna cut to order. So it's all we don't. If you let that lettuce sit from tonight to tomorrow, there's a chance that iceberg starts to rust or that spring starts to turn. There's 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 a there's a there's a shelf life on everything. Absolutely. And unfortunately, once a knife goes through lettuce, tomato, it, it start the clock. Mm-hmm. So like I said, we we are fresh every morning. Those guys get in there early. Like I said, you can get ahead on some prep stuff that can sit in a cooler over. But like you said, uh, store wide, where we don't do it, we don't hold anything over. Yeah, yeah. And just are... because, like you said, that 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 lettuce rust in it, the spring mix gets slimy and it wilts, and, it's, and who wants to eat a set? Your... Nobody's yeah. going to eat that. I mean, absolutely. We actually did this last night, and this is we got takeout. We were running around a lot of times during the week. We cook at home, um, but we're running around. We go, let's stop at this. Not I shouldn't say high end restaurant, but like. An expectation, you yeah. know, it's not McDonald's, it's not Five Guys, not, Five Guys is very good. Um, but you say, okay, you know, you, you expect high quality, yeah. Um, 
and she gets a salad. They get a pizza, blah, blah, blah. And uh, she's pulling out pieces of her salad that are just obviously, I mean, it's just gross. Yeah. Slimy. It's, but, it's know, unfortunate. Why is this always happening? And, and it's that attention to detail. Attention to detail, just like you said. And it's going to happen from time to time. Yeah. I, I get it. But it, it shouldn't happen all it the It shouldn't time. be where it should deter people from getting a salad at your place. No. I mean, attention. Here's something that we, like, we're, our, we're sticklers on. Like, when our managers get there in the morning, the first thing they do is they do a walk through the bathrooms. Because I want our bathroom to be spotless when that first customer walks in there. How many times have you walked into a restaurant that was... You were there during lunch, and it was already trashed. It doesn't make sense to me. Like, that is a big enough turnoff as bad food to me. You know what I mean? Oh, it's so gross. Like, you go in there. I want it to smell right. I don't want to see soap dripping from the dispenser on on the sink from the night before. Like, I want the mirror clean. Like, I want it like it should have been done the night before. But guess what? When our managers get there, the first thing they do is they do a walk through the bathrooms. Make sure they are immaculate to open and smelling right and mopped and clean and just, like, that's, it's, you know, First impression, man. You know, yeah. You can't, I could see people oh. being like, "That bathroom in there is disgusting." We ain't coming back to this place. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Oh so. yeah, they can. I mean, because it, it's that's a hard job. Yeah, and that's you know what we need. This is what we need. This is what we need. Somebody to, and it's all on you, Justin. <laughs> okay. We need and like an alarm system. Yeah. So when a guy goes to the bathroom, now I was talking to a woman who said that women do the same thing. So it's not just guys. If a guy goes to the bathroom and he does not wash his hands, yeah. He's locked in there <laughs> and he, he just does. called out and they like, <laughs> the whole dining room knows that this yeah. guy didn't wash his hands. If that faucet didn't turn you, on, a blue light goes off. Yeah, absolutely, right? <laughs> the soap dispenser didn't get, yeah. like, it's so gross that how many people actually don't wash their hands. And it's, and, 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 you know, for guys, you have the urinal, you could stand there. Technically, maybe you don't have to touch anything, yeah. but still, but, but the guy's coming out of the, out of the, the stall <laughs> and they don't wash their hands They're like right no, out no, the door you, how do you what, what do we what do you grow up just waiting to give it's, you a high five on the other uh, side so, <laughs> oh you don't even know it's so gross yeah. but i was talking to a woman she's like oh it's it's no better oh really yeah oh see i wouldn't have guessed that i wouldn't have guessed that yeah, yeah. i mean women are so clean and exactly i, like, I yeah. assumed every female that comes out of the bathroom had clean hands yeah, yeah. she was telling me no she's yeah. like it's like 50 percent i'm like <laughs> Oh my wow. God! Probably better than guys. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh my God! But we need that. They should implement that. I don't know if it's legal, but that's okay. Yeah. It's, it's a we'll, good we'll get cause. A, we'll get a movement going. Yeah. It's a definitely a good <laughs> cause. No, yeah, it goes back like you said. Just attention that we have our we have our strong points that we feel that like like I said that separates us from other places. Like I said, like I said, and with us being in the stores. Ideally, I wouldn't love to be locked into a store for, you know, this week because we're short. I would love to do the pop-ins and make sure everything's running the right way. And that allows me to give me a little bit more free time to, you know, look for different business ventures and open up other Mike and Tony's opportunities and things like that. But like you said, it's we 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 work hand in hand with our guys. And like it's it's we we're family owned, family operated, the M&T family that works for us. We've had people that started out as a dishwasher that became kitchen managers because of hard work and just relentlessness, and they just show that they wanted to be... As the way it should be. And, you know, like, we don't bring people in from the outside. We have done it. You know what I mean? But, like, a lot of our managers are in-house. They, they started as a server, a bartender. Now they're running in front of the they're house. The Kitchen minute. Yeah, dishwasher. Yeah, and, yeah. like, they see it. They put the work and they put the time, and, and yeah, but we, we you, rewarded them. You bring somebody in from the outside that doesn't know 
you know, your family, the way yeah. you want it run, they're, they're going to come in with these outs- external, you know, influences and say, this is the way so-and-so did sure. it where I worked. And, sure. uh, and you're like, no, 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 get the we, hell out of here. This is the way, way we do it. Yeah. We have a certain way and it's, you know, it's been successful for us, thank God. But like we have a, a blueprint that we like to follow that brought us success. And like I said, it's one of those things that we found it that the people that are with us that want to work really hard are the ones that rise to the top and, you know, end up making a career for themselves, hopefully. Yeah. That they're happy with. Which is good. Yeah. Um, so like margins. Yeah. You guys have, you try to keep constant margins across or is it just depending on location? And location for sure. Yeah. Um, so like uh, our store with the best margins would be Southside. It's very, a couple workers in there and um, very grab and go. So like very limited menu, but it's has traffic coming through. So we get better margins there. When we opened up to the Mike and Tony's, like the Dormont Bridgeville Moon with the bar and the more service and the uh, bigger menu, the the margins are definitely, uh, you know, a little bit lower that. But I think as a restaurant goes, we're pretty successful. I think we're above where most people like to operate. You know, I think we're pretty successful at it. But then COVID threw a wrench in there. Of course. That yeah. Just like that, that first year, margins were razor thin. Like, thank God we were always treading above water and like we kept everybody employed that wanted to be employed and you know gave hours to whoever needed it some people that you know wanted to take the layoffs took the layoffs but everybody that wanted to keep working even though we didn't need them we kept them employed and like i said that cuts into it but that's part of being like a family-owned business and treating your employees like family you know what i mean and i think that's why we were able to stay through open up dormant during the pandemic move some people around and be able to stay open seven days a week, not having to cut corners, closing down because of staffing issues. Like I said, it's it's been tight at times, but we I think we weathered it really well. Yeah. Yeah. That's I mean, that's fantastic because a lot of places didn't make it. Yeah. And yeah. honestly, I think I tell people this all the time. I think we picked up business when everybody's seen, you know, this this restaurant was closed Sunday, Monday. This restaurant was closed Tuesday, Wednesday. Our 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 numbers that we used to do Sunday through Wednesday were always lower than Thursday, Friday, Saturday. But they we closed the gap on it. And, I, and I'm not sure if I'm right or not, but I swear it's because we kicked, we picked up other people's business from being closed. They came there like, man, Mike and Tony's kills it. Yeah. The takeout's fantastic. They Fresh food, great service. It's quick. And I think that we picked up that mon- Sunday, Monday, Tuesday business from other places being closed because we were fortunate enough to be open. And it evened out the rest of our weekend. Like I said, it's we're we're, we're very lucky. Like we're... We got some momentum behind us. We just need to just keep keep it going. Keep it going. Well, we need staff. Staff. That's it. That's it. That's, that's, the, that's what's holding us back right where, now. That, yeah. yeah. But you got to see. So you were talking about the. Are you allowed to say a name? What the new venture is for the for the uh, the breakfast? Uh no. Yeah, I mean, or if not, hey man, I get it. It's not set secrets. in stone yet. Oh, but, is it? Okay. <laughs> yeah, but we 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 threw some ideas out there. I think it's gonna be a uh, a throwback to uh, my. My wife and brother-in-law and sister-in-law and you know their their grandfather. He had a diner back in back in the day, back in Southside, and oh. it's gonna it's gonna be a little reference to him. Okay, you know, like a little. Oh, that's th- cool. Yeah, like yeah. a little. Like I don't I don't know if it's the right thing to do or if it makes the most sense, but I think it's gonna be a little throwback to their their grandfather. Yeah. So it's something that's close to them, and like I said, I'm not sure. I don't know if the name. I mean, people get so stuck on names. Yeah. And I had this conversation. Um, briefly, we didn't really get into it uh, with Allison Howard that owns a company called uh, Nolapelli. Um, and if you need sheets, 
for your bed, those are the ones to buy. Okay. Um, I, I've been talking to other people that own them, and they're like, don't even question it. Just buy them. They're awesome. fantastic. Um, there's an episode if you want to listen to it. <laughs> but um, but it was she like sweat over this name. Yeah. Um, she had like whiteboard dinner or wine and whiteboard and wine. I think is what she called it. Where she'd invite all these people over, drink wine, whiteboard names for the company. Brainstorm. Brainstorm. Right. <laughs> yeah. Just going. Okay. What's the name of the company? And and I was saying like. Like this show, it's called The Wiz Blyer. It's the stupidest thing ever. <laughs> but but then I think about things like, you know, I was talking to her about Apple Computer. It's like, it's what, a... What what's does that have to do with computers? What does it have to do? <laughs> it's nothing. Yeah. I mean, uh, or uh, Google's kind of interesting or, yeah. you know, and I said, I think at the time I was talking to her, I was like, Dave Matthews Band. Like, it's not a very, yeah. you know, for a great band. It's not very creative, but, yeah. you know, it works. So people just get used to the name if they know. Like, in, nothing against Mike and Tony's is a great name, but it's, it's too. Doesn't it, scream gyros, yeah. Doesn't scream gyros. It's the original like Mike owners. and Tony's. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was the original uh, owner's sons, and that's, and that's, that's how they come. Yeah, absolutely. And so, you know, people do sweat over that name. I'm not sure how important it is. It's really the product or the service that you're selling yeah. or offering that. Um, eventually it just becomes synonymous with whatever that is. Because if you're going to, I mean, I only buy Apple computers. Okay. Um, just because I, it's because I think that they're uh, personally, they're not perfect by yeah. any means, but I think that they're, they're better computers that I, and I have the phones and the, the watch it all, it all, it all works inter, inter, together inter, very right? well. Yeah. And they're definitely not perfect, but, um, they're better for me than other things that I've used. So, I don't care what it's called. You could have named it anything. Yeah. It's still the same product. And that's where we were. So, you know, we, we, when we were brainstorming, like you said, like your friend did the wine and whiteboard, when we were doing our brainstorm, it was, uh, we were going with the catchy names like scrambled or this or that you toast, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, like yeah. little things like that. But then when they wanted to do uh, the throwback to my mother, to their grandfather, my mother-in-law's uh, dad, we kind of figured if you just throw so-and-so breakfast behind it or so-and-so diner, it's enough. People, people will know. People get it. It. Yeah. Well, there's that joint down in the uh, Kelly's Diner. Kelly O's. Kelly O's. Yeah. Kelly O's. Got a couple of them. She's she's successful. Yeah, she's she's doing well. Yeah, absolutely. You know, yeah. and uh, you know, all the like Tom's Diner or whatever. Yeah. It's just okay if it's good, you're gonna remember it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and if it's not, you you don't get any <laughs> business. Yeah. Um, and you were talking about locations, which is always amazing to me because really thinking through the location is yeah. important. Sometimes I'll see. Uh, a any kind of storefront. Mm-hmm. You get like Ross Park Mall, let's say. I was there the other day and I realized the store wasn't there. And when the store opened, I was like, you're not going to make it. It's a weird spot. Some of them stores open like you're in a little corner cutout that like yeah. my, my daughter is a shoe head. She oh, loves my, sneakers. Yeah, my son. Oh, is, correct. He's, he's so, got yeah. his yeah, I, I knew little that. business. So, and his, yeah. There's a little uh, shoe store in Ross Park Mall. Not even sure what the name of it is. It's sneaker. It's, it's a play on shoes. Yeah. She's like, Dad, we need to go to this place. And I swear, I'm a North Hills guy. You know what I mean? I, Ross Park Mall is my backyard. I couldn't find it the first time I went because it was in such a little hole-in-the-wall cutout in Ross Park Mall to the point where she made me take her back, and then we were we did laps through and finally found it. But location, you talk about locations, everything, yeah. that place, it's, hopefully they have a great following and people are just determined to find it because I couldn't find it the first time I went. Wow. Yeah. I wonder what it is because I don't think my son said anything about yeah, it. Yeah, 
like you said, it's in Ross Poirier. And like okay. said, I know your son's uh, into it yeah, yeah, yeah. from conversations with my... Yeah. I don't do not understand <laughs> at all. Yeah. But, I mean, shoes are great, fine, but... Not only that, I, I don't know how your son is, but my daughter, she wears them and she's like afraid to get a crease in them. Oh, oh And it drives me up a... I'm like, They're walking what like are you? Frankenstein. Thank you. Mo- and Frankenstein's I, a monster. <laughs> you. Okay. You know, just, I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah. He's like, I can't crease them. I'm like, why are what's you the wearing pur- them? What's the purpose of having them? <laughs> if you're going to walk like that, it drives me up a wall. I mean, if you're going to sell them, I get it. But yeah, 100%. They're like literally wearing them out yeah. and walking like a bunch of nimrods. Yeah. It, like I said, she is, like I said, she ordered the shoe creasers on Amazon that you stuck, you stick in there. Oh, shoe. that's a thing too? I don't oh, yeah, know about but this. like, But you still walk like a goofball. You know what I mean? And it, and I just tell them like, if you're, if these are personal, <laughs> like if these are your shoes, who gives a crap if it got a, you know, but like, I guess it's the image. It's of, the thing, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. It doesn't make sense to me. Well, it's, it's tough. I mean, with a, uh, as a parent, it's, and I, you know, I apologize mom and dad because as a parent now, you go, what are these kids? They're like, <laughs> handicap like people that they you're like what are you doing they're like i don't really know i'm just supposed <laughs> to be walking like a monster yeah you're like Wait, this makes no sense not at all uh and it's really tough teenagers yeah. are tough yeah it's very interesting yeah um but uh what was i going to ask you so here's something that i was thinking of i don't know if it's good but you ever watch gordon ramsay absolutely yeah I, like the guy's I mean, I think the guy's actually probably a very nice guy, but yeah. he's got this online, yeah. uh, this persona. Uh, um, but he goes into these restaurants and he just destroys, either sure. loves them or destroys them. Yeah. Which is so entertaining when he destroys Correct. them. Correct. Yeah. It really is. If he walked into a Mike and Tony's, yeah. well, well, what do you, what do you think as the owner? Yeah. What do you think? His reaction would be. I, th- I think we nailed it, man. You think you nailed it? I think. I think. I think you do. Our attention to detail. I think yeah. that's what it is. Like everything is just like. Uh, so only my only restaurant experience before my I was a, I made pizzas in high school and stuff like that. And like you said, the stuff is it's just was out of control. Nothing was in order, and it was just you know, it was a hot mess. We go here everything, and I credit my wife for this. She is so you could probably you could call it OCD. Yeah, she has systems in place. Like, and we like, and our managers, managers, what they learn from Helen is everything's gonna be like, it's gonna make sense. Like, don't do something stupid that you know we're not gonna like veer veer from this plan and put our own little twist on it if it's not making us better. So, like, our attention to detail is fantastic. Like, we have you know with the cooling charts, with the food prep charts, with the inventory charts. You know what I mean? The ordering charts. It's very. Wait, can I? It's cooling charts. Yeah, it, that's that? something. That's so like at the if you are at the end of the day, if you're or if you're making soup and everything, you got to bring it to a certain temperature, and then you got to get it down with cooling systems. So like nothing, for, it's for the health departments. So okay. when they come through and do their inspections, they'll ask like, uh, "We see you made this soup. Like, what temperature was it after two? Every two hours, you have to get it to a certain temperature every four. Hours. And then like if it's not that, then something could have went bad and made someone sick. Now. I'm not saying people would do this, but I, you know, I, that stuff. People would do it. it it's public so, knowledge. Yes. You know, these Allegheny County Health, you know, consumer reports, you know, people, people get sick and they call and they come in and, you know what I mean? And you see like, you know, the, the food handling procedures weren't correct and the food cooling procedures weren't correct. And it's, it can, it can, it can, it can 
ruin a business. Something, Absolutely. you know, cutting corners and thinking that nah, it's not a big deal. It, it could be. You know what I mean? You get one of those black marks against you. You're known as the place that messes around with people's food. Good luck staying open. You know yeah. what I mean? And thank Especially God. if it hits the news. Oh, and, and like you said, those are like the repeat offenders. In the, like you see them like, you know, this place had X, Y, and Z, then they're closed down temporarily until they, you know what I mean? But every you can go on the, the Allegheny County website and check every, and it'll tell you their list of violate. But like you said, we're, our attention to detail keeps us, you know. What do you do about, I mean, I don't know about any of your locations, but I know like in, so in the waterworks in Fox Chapel yeah. area, um, they actually have a huge rodent problem. It's everywhere. Is that everywhere? Anywhere dumpsters. So like a big uh, shopping center like that, they'll line dumpsters behind those buildings. So you have dumpster for yeah. this store, dumpster for this store, and it's just, uh, it's. but it's keeping things clean, keeping things uh, separated. You know, lucky enough, we don't fall into that spot at any of our locations besides downtown. And like I said, that, those alleyways down there, but it's it's taking the right. And you're you're on the are you on the we're corner? on the corner yeah. yeah. And so it's one of those things that it's just taking the right measures to prevent it. You have to get the the Terminex or the Pesco, whoever you're. You, you know what I mean? They got to be in there, man. They got to be spraying down for you know rodent prevention and you know insect prevention. And you just got to double down on yourself. That like, can you imagine eating somewhere and you see something crawl out or you know you. No, the, the inspector goes to a kitchen and you you see these crazy things of like you know rodents, droppings, and dead insects, and like dude, oh. that's that's a death wish on yeah. a restaurant. You know what I mean? It's just so like you gotta it's preventable measures. Everything got to be off the floor. It's got to be super clean. You know what I mean? It's no cut. There's no at least with Mike and Tony's. There's no cutting corners on cleanup. It's got to be done the right way. All the garbage has got to be out into the dumpster, tied up. Like I said, you can't leave stuff laying around on the outside. You got to do a perimeter scan. It's just things that if we can prevent it to the best of our ability. Now, I'm not saying that if you walk behind a building at downtown, you're not going to see a, a rat in the alleyway because that's that'd be me lying to you. Right. But they're you not coming control in. Control. Like you said, you seal up right. all the cracks and crevices in your building. Make sure they're not coming in anyway. Like you said, you're getting the preventative measures with, you know, uh, uh, Terminex, a Petco, or whoever who you use coming in and spraying and baiting and trap. You know what I mean? It's just you got to you got to stay ahead of it because. They say once that stuff gets in there, good luck getting it out. In the, is yeah. that right? Yeah, uh, absolutely. And especially you go somewhere downtown with all those older buildings. Like I said, it's one of those things that who knows what's what's inside those walls. You know what I mean? Well, yeah. I mean, you, if you watch any of these, you, I'm, I don't know if you've ever watched a video of a, a, a building like imploding, like they, they take down a building, and yeah. you see rats <laughs> just, just in all thousands of them. Yeah, I mean they're everywhere. One another. Absolutely. Which one? I'll take either one. Either one you grab. Oh, he's going with the new haze. The new haze. All right. We are having some southern. It's crazy. You take these. uh, You take these uh, safety courses, food and safety courses through the Allegheny Health Department. You got to always have someone in your place who's certified on the clock at all times. But you take these things, and part of that is. Oh really? Oh yeah. So like, anytime the health inspector walks in, he goes, "Who's your certified manager?" Because at all times you got to have someone to be able to. Do a walkthrough with these inspectors. So wait, what's uh, before you? Yeah, what's required to be a sort certif- for you, your certification? You do classes through Allegheny County Just, Health Department. Okay, and it's you, it depends. Like I've been doing them for the last whatever 15, 20 years, so I'm confident in myself. I go and I can take uh, like a one or two day course, but they offer longer ones, three day. You know, wh- whatever fits your comfort level. Okay, 
and you take a test and you pass, you've got to get, you know, a certain grade and then you're certified. But and you have it, to do continuing education, I would assume. Yeah, and every summer. every re up so so many years. But you gotta have multiple people for a store because unless you're like us when you open moon and I'm there open to close, odds are <laughs> one person's not cutting it. So yeah. you gotta send your managers, even just workers, you know what I mean? Or people that you think might be there for the long term because you you know you got to pay for that those classes and things like that. They have to go somewhere. They can be online now. Uh, during uh, during COVID, they offered online ones, but now they're back to in person. Okay. So yeah, you go to whatever they offer them in all different areas. So whatever part of town you're in, you look and they'll sell you this time of year they're offered here. But there's multiple ones monthly, so you can be anywhere from South Hills to the North Hills to the East. So it's just you know they're always offered. It's just getting people in there and passing those classes. Okay. But yeah, it's just you gotta gotta have people that are forefront thinking to make things the right way and just you know it's it's important you know? it's yeah yeah it's because yeah, it, like you said one bad one bad mistake one one slip up it can be it can be the death it of you. take your whole chain down absolutely I mean. absolutely so with a is top is that right they don't do the uh, grades anymore so it's oh just, they don't no they just come in and you know it's pass or fail correct yeah oh yeah huh so there's just, I wonder what that, I don't, there's no point system. There's no. No, they'll go over some things with you. They'll make some recommendations. And if it's a, and if you're like a serious offender of bad, like they'll, they'll possibly close you down or they'll say, I'll be back tomorrow. This X, Y, and Z better be fixed. But like I said, if you're, so if you're, if you're, sta- they used to have the, am I wrong? Did. Yeah. No, no, okay. no. Cause even like, but that wasn't even restaurant. That was everything. I remember being like a kid going into like a barber shop and I had like an A rating on the door. You know what I mean? Like it was a, I guess it had to be, I, I don't know exactly what besides food, why they had to have them, but it was, it was more than just restaurants. Okay. Yeah. But now it's just, you get your health certificate. It's on the wall for everybody to see, you know, it's, it's gotta be displayed to the, to the customers and things like that. Well, I mean, I would assume if I'm walk if I even paid attention because, you know, yeah. do I, but Anything less than an A, it's I'd be like, uh, yeah, exactly. I don't think so. so. Yeah, what, whatever so, they're... I wonder if they're being just trying to be more lenient to people I, who aren't an A? I, th- I think it's one of those things. I think they're just trying to hold it to a high standard. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it's it's not worth risking someone's well-being on a stupid mistake. So yeah, I would I hope you hold true. that standard to everybody. To, to everybody. Yeah. Which makes sense. Yeah. Um, one of the concerns I always have is with pest control. Yeah. Because you, know, you need pest control. And sure. I know, you know, restaurants, you're eating food, right? and you're ingesting this food, but you have, and I don't know how often a um, Terminex, let's just say, yeah. comes in, but they're spraying. Yeah. You know, I mean, I know we have our house sprayed for bugs, like, say, springish or yeah. whatever they come. Um, but food is different than For sure. And so, do you is that planned? Where okay, we're going to come in spray, so everything Absolutely. has to be put away. Everything has to be yeah. sealed. And- yeah, and like you said, those the good thing about those companies is they it's we they come for us. We ask for they come before we open. Who wants to come to a restaurant during lunch and see a Terminex truck guy? Yeah, that's not right. It's not, <laughs> yeah. not, so not a quality we get look. them on the, the bi-weekly just because you don't need bi-weekly. But for us, we don't ever want to chance us not being ahead of it right. and over-prepared. We always want to be over-prepared. So we probably go 
too much over the top with being bi-weekly, but... You can't go over the top. Knock on wood, we've never had instances where we've had anything pop on, you know, with with infestation. Yeah, for that it. kind yeah. of thing, you can't be over So for that little bit of extra money, we, 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 like, we like to stay ahead of, the, of problems, if you want to call it that. But like yeah. you said, well, they come in when we open, so everything's already stored from the night before. Okay. So we ask them to come first thing in the morning. That way, if you're there at you know 8 a.m., I'll come meet you. If cooks are coming in at 9 or 8, you know what I mean? Yeah. We're going to let those guys come through, do their thing. We're going to stay out of his way, and then when he's done, let's open up for business. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. And what about online? I mean, I, I went to your website. Mm-hmm. It's, I don't remember seeing online ordering there. So we don't right now. Um, the only issue... Uh, and, it's something that we've had pushback with amongst ourselves. Do we do it? Do we not do it? The current company we use for our website is fantastic, and it's we're very hands-on with it, and we're able to go in there, change, do this and that. But their online ordering option through like the website and our computer system, they take a charge out of it. So oh. we've, we stayed away from it for right now. Not saying going forward something comes up that makes sense, but the, their take on it was just, we thought a little bit too much for, you know what I mean, for doing it through the website. Which is, but like, I, we on, when we're home, we online order all the time. Well, it's, it's, yeah. It's, you That's go what on, I'm saying. It's a pretty big. Yeah. Because nobody wants to talk to anybody. And not only that, it ties up your, <laughs> it ties up your employees answering the phone. So like, there, there's, there's a give and take. Like, yeah. it's, you got to get something. about that. Yeah. You got to get something. But where we're at with our uh, computer systems and our website we just haven't made the numbers work yet. Not like I said, I could see it happening going forward, but right now we do it the old-fashioned way. We take all all phone orders. It seems odd that they take a percentage to yeah. me because it's, it's not a credit card processing. It's a service though. But they could charge <laughs> a. I mean, even if they said, "Okay, listen, yeah. here's our plan. Here's a flat fee. Here's a flat fee, or yeah. twenty dollars a month. We give you. You get your online ordering yeah. service. That makes sense because that is." Every order, yeah, there's a percentage that kicks off that, and with 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 this, with uh, special to our situation. Now, maybe other people that use different credit card providers, different website people, and different computers. Maybe it's different, but our particular circumstance right now, right? It just we're not there yet. Not like I said, I could see it happening in the future. I would like it to, just because, like I said, just tying up the phone lines and tying up employees taking. Big orders and nonstop with the phone ringing, it makes sense. That does. But hey, just not yeah. at the number that... What's a percent where you're allowed to... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know. <All> right. <laughs> yeah. Well, because, I mean, credit cards, you're looking at two and a half-ish yeah. Yeah. percent. Yeah. And so somebody's going to buy something from you online. I mean, it becomes like DoorDash then. Yeah. You're going you you, to pay with credit card, obviously. Yeah. 99% of the time, I would yeah. assume. So... You're already losing two and a half percent there. Yeah. Plus thirty cents transaction fee or sure, whatever for swipes, it is. Yeah. Um, oh, that's for, yeah. And then, uh, then they're going to take. Let's just say it's another two and a half percent. I don't know if it's that high. It it depends on how but, successful you are. There's 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 negotiate. Oh, they do it. Yeah. There's yeah. negotiate. We found that the the more stores that we open, the more successful we got. The better swipe rates we got, the better percentages we got. Mm-hmm. But money talks. You got to be. A valued, a valued commodity in a bank's eyes or a credit card, you know. Right. Yeah. So do you know of other ordering systems? out? So can you connect ordering systems to your current? Because I know who, I looked at to see who your website, I'm not going to name the name. Yeah. Because it's not relevant, but that maybe for other 
entrepreneurs who are trying to just get started We've, that they can get or online ordering for kind of nothing cheap? i would i would i would only speak about it if i had experience with it okay. i've heard secondhand stuff but it's unique to every situation mm-hmm. and like i said i uh i would like to get that hammered out going forward because i think it would be good for us going forward but like I said, the numbers got to make right. And like I said, everybody's margins are different. Everybody's situation is different. But like I said, we're uh, where we're at. It's it could it could it could be happening in the future. But we're just we're being selfish. We're keeping all the money in house right now. You can't. <laughs> I mean, if you're trying. You're in expansion mode. Yeah. You know. Absolutely. I mean, you're trying to be. If you could we get are. there. If yeah. We are. We're investing in ourselves. You're investing. In your, you're investing in your employees. Yeah. Uh, you're you're doing the right. So you got to keep as much capital because I mean, it's, what's the and everything's different, obviously. Yeah. But if you had to say, okay, average, and this is for you know people that maybe are have an idea of starting a, a restaurant. Yeah. And they have they're they're like oh, I have this great, you know, whatever. I want to start a restaurant. What do you think the capital allocation is for to to actually start a restaurant? It's it's a lot, man. Like you talk in. A lot is a lot different for a lot of people. Yeah, a, a lot could be fifty thousand. A lot's probably. Yeah. I mean, if I had to guess, I'm going in the half million range, for but sure. maybe I'm high. Yeah, no, no. It's it's and it's unique to situation. There's certain places like, say, where you're no, you don't own the building. Say yeah. you are renting. You have the give and take with the company that owns the the property, the strip mall, wherever you're in, and they're gonna say, I'm gonna put so much towards HVAC. I'm gonna put so much. We're gonna do your bit. We're gonna put all the walls up. We're going to put the roof on. You're responsible for everything on the inside. That's pretty standard. There's some people that say, hey, we know you're tight on capital. We're going to help you out along with this build-out. We're going to put the so-and-so in, this and that. You know what I mean? But our lease agreement's going to be, we're going to bump up the you know money on the lease, and it's going to be a 10-year with two five years, and the second five years is going to jump up a little bit more than it normally would. We're going to give you 10 years to get on your feet and be successful. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. it's it's different situations, but... Absolutely. Like I remember, uh, so like the background with that was, it's probably about Helen's dad owned the one in Southside since Helen was in high school. The uncle owned the one downtown and I was working for PNC Bank. Helen was teaching at the time, but we both worked for her parents' place in Southside on nights, weekends, things like that. The uncle in town was retiring, reached out to my father-in-law, was like, hey, it's one of those things that, you know, I'm coming to you first before I go public with it. Are you interested? My father-in-law was like, I'm not. I'm older already. I got one that's successful. Put my kids through college, X, Y, Z. Let me talk to my kids. So we all, you know, sit down, this and that. And we're like, I'm working for PNC and Helen's teacher. We have careers started. You know what I mean? Yeah. And we have that like, hey, who who wants to jump into this? Who thinks that they might think that they can do this. And myself and Helen quit our jobs, man. It was, wow. It was a, it's a tough. we had to go in, you know, all in. Yep. Helen's brother-in-law, same thing. Like we went all in and it was so, it, but we were so fortunate that uh, my, my mother-in-law and father-in-law were, you know, they were successful running this outside one and they were able to show us things that you couldn't put a price, price tag on. So they, they walked us through it. Like, Hey, we got your back, this and that down the road. You're going to, you know, buy the Southside one and then, but we have both names now and that's where we put our spin on it. So we, we bought downtown. Oh. We went all in. So we were running downtown and Southside for a couple of years. We felt comfortable with everything uh, in the store, behind the scenes with, you know, the, 
the money part of it, tax part of it. So we opened the one in Bridgeville like nine years ago, but we put our spin on it. So that was the first one with the liquor license, the bigger menu, the TVs, and like it was oh. our it was our version of yeah, Mike yeah, and yeah. Tony's. And like you said, then Moon happens, same same style, same menu. Dormont happens, same style, same menu. So like I said, there was the OG, you know, South Side in town that you know laid the blueprint. But when we got our hands in it and we kind of took control of it, ownership of it. We put our spin on it, and lucky enough, man, it's just it's, su- that's a, that's a ballsy move. It was, man. Yeah, it, like because we we were we were we went to college, man. We yeah. we found our. We were but supposed we, to <laughs> climb yeah. the corporate ladder. And yeah, do, and it, oh, if, yeah, and then we we found ourselves like, let's do it, man. Let's let's. Did you it. have arguments about that? I mean, not, not you know because <sighs> a lot of people thought we were crazy because I was doing well with PNC. Helen was teaching like. It's comfortable. It was. It was. You know, and people were like, well, "Are you crazy?" Like what? And then it was just like, you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm betting on myself. Yep. You know, I know my work ethic. I know my wife's work ethic. I know my brother-in-laws. I know my sister-in-law. You know, like, like you said. And then down the road, like we we added more family members in to help and you know help out. And it's it's been great. And Helen's father, father-in-law. You know, when we when we started this venture, fifteen, he was like, "I'm done." Guess what? He pops in every day. What? What do you? I'm, you know, he yeah, keeps. You're never done. Yeah, you? man. He comes That's in, good. does does this for two hours, and just plays around and jumps in the kitchen. Start that guy. And but like I said, he's almost eighty years old, and he he moves around. And I think that's the the key. It is he keeps the key. He keeps moving. Like my dad's in there helping out. You know, he's retired now, and it's just like those guys. Like when you see when you see your father in law and your dad working harder than anybody else. It's like, all right, that's the standard, right? That's where we need to be to be, you know, that's why we're, we are so successful. We had people, important people in front of us just teaching, working hard, right? Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it, we were it's lucky all by enough. example. Yeah. And it's, it's, yep. like I said, it's one of those things that I'm glad we betted on ourselves because, like I said, now we work, we don't answer to anybody. I go to work every day in shorts and a t-shirt. Yeah. And a hat. You know? right. <laughs> so, like I said, I'm, I'm comfortable. I, I was, I was the suit and tie guy. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. For, like, it's, like I said, when it's good, it's great. When it's bad, it's long hours. And but like, I, I tell people this: even even when it's bad, I can still make most of my kids act. I'd never missed a a father daughter dance when they were in preschool or mm-hmm. I, or a concert or a, you know, I was pretty much able to make everything I wanted to. Like I said, there's ways to you know I'll bust my butt when my kids ain't to. I'll be there open to close, and uh. That that whole going back to that family owned and operated and treating your employees like family, those guys know like Justin. We got, weekends is your family time with your kids every. We got we, it. we got you, man. Like don't worry, we we'll we'll figure it out, you know. Yeah. And and like you said, you treat people good. You hope that, you know what I mean. They they do it in return to you. And we're Absolutely. lucky that we have a great. Like I, I bet you we probably have 70, 80 employees. I would say I could I probably know ninety percent of them. Mm-hmm. Like there's there's probably maybe one or two at each store that. Maybe are newer hires. If they've been there for, I would say I know every. Like I could walk into a store and be like, "Hey, what's up? What's up? What's yeah. up?" You know, it doesn't matter if you're a dishwasher, if you're a hostess, if you're a bartender. Like I feel like I could probably name or know 95 percent of all our employees. Which and is, it's, it, it, and that is huge today because it's not. You know, people are talking about money. Yeah. And money's. You know, yes, you need money, and that's important. But you feel you need to feel like you have a purpose. And going to a lot of these jobs. It's just clocking in, you know, moving your block around, doing your, and then clocking out. And 
there becomes no purpose. But if you're part of a, if you're part of something, yeah. if you feel at least feel like you're part yeah. of something, that that gives you a purpose. It's like you were talking about your 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 father and your father in law coming. To, I mean, they they'll probably live a pretty long life because yeah. they have a purpose. Yeah. One of the things that I get to deal with is um, people that leave work, and and I tell all of them, like, you have to either get another job. Right, not because you need money, um, or find a very serious interest that you can go out and do. You know, whether it's photography or whatever you always wanted to do. It could be dance. It could be. It keep, doesn't matter what it moving, is. Keep moving, right? Keep moving and keep interested. Get involved okay. yeah. because yeah, I mean, working out's one thing. Like I'm a, I've talked about. It, I'm a big fan of exercise. Yeah, for a lot of reasons. I mean, I think I, I've come down to three, three reasons for exercise. Number one is what you were talking about it is your is the children right the kids you know you're you look at your 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 father and 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 father-in-law working you're like that's the standard yeah we got to work towards that so if i work out hopefully my kids will look at that and say we need to keep active yeah you don't have to work out like a maniac yeah just keep active and then secondly is so i feel good Mm -hmm. and thirdly is uh so I can eat what I want on Friday. <laughs> burger. <laughs> yeah, go to burgers and go down to Mike and Tony's and get a giant gyro and, um, and wings because I haven't had this. So I got to go because I have Sleeper item, man. Yeah, Sleeper man. Item. I, I'm going to go because I've had the gyro. Of course, again, I haven't had a salad. Yeah. Uh, but I've had the gyro. Um, well, I had the gyro. What's that? The gyro down here in, in town. downtown. Yeah. Then I think I don't know what I got a gyro platter I think or something. I, I remember, remember you you veered off. I think you even went like add jalapenos and stuff like I might you, add you out, put your yeah, little spin like, on it. Yeah, yeah, you put a little of extra heat on it. Oh and yeah, yeah, yeah. It sounds about right. I remember when you and you and your wife went down and you know after you know you dropped some merch off for us. You guys went down and grabbed some food and like I remember telling those guys like, hey, my buddy's coming down. Make sure his stuff's down there waiting for him and. I was looking at your check. I was like, oh, he put his own little spin. I like, but that's what it's, right? It's, we got to do. That's why it's there. But yeah. Add the hot peppers. We gotta, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but, you know, so, but it's that, and you can work out and working out, it's important, I think. Um, but if you just work out every day, it doesn't give you a purpose. So I think as you get older, like it's that, okay, I retired, but they're still in the shop every day because it gives them a purpose to say, yeah. here's what we're trying to build this, we're trying going. to help the yeah. kids do this Grandkids, thing. Yeah, like Make something, build something for the future generations, yeah. which we could be remembered for. And that's, that's my father-in-law and mother-in-law. I mean, they're, they're, they're the pioneers of this whole ship, you know, and they're, if you talk to them, it's, you know, like, oh, that's, you know, that's my father-in-law, George, that's the owner. No, me. It's like, you're, you got, your kids are the, like, this is, you're thinking the wrong way. Like, we're doing this not for you. We're doing this for your kids. So, like, hopefully that they're set up, we get enough momentum, we get enough stuff going that, like, it's just, it's a family thing that just can take care of a generational thing, you know? Yeah. For and I, when he when he talked, I'm like, you're exactly right. Like, and I, I believe me, we could stop now at five restaurants and be successful. And, but, like, the big picture, right? I have four kids. You know, my brother, ha- or my brother-in-law has two kids. My sister-in-law has th- uh, two kids. It's one of those things that, like, we got a bunch of nieces and nephews and, you know, grandchildren to my in-laws that let's, you know, let's keep this thing, get, like, let's let's, keep make, it going. Let's, let's make some moves. And I've talked to a lot of, um, not a lot, but a few entrepreneurs. They're not even really entrepreneurs because they have a business, they have an opportunity, and they've done well. 
but they haven't broken through that ownership barrier. And they're like, ah, I'm working 17 hours a day. I'm doing this, you know, just working too much. Okay. And I just don't want to do that anymore. So I'm going to sh shut this down. You go, well, hold up. Let's relook at this. Like, because you have an opportunity that most people in this world would kill for, right? Yeah. You have, you have something you built. It's not exactly where you want it, but there's options, you know, shutting it down. Because if you have kids, you don't know what those kids are going to do Be in today's world. Yeah. It's, it seems like a scary world for a kid. I mean, I worry about my own kids and say, what, what's going to happen? Do they go through college? Should they even go to college now? Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, we were all taught go to college, but yeah, I'd go 90% of the people I know, college was a waste. I mean, if you're a doctor, lawyer, doctor, lawyer, uh, doctor, I'm not sure. <laughs> what, what are we messing know? with? <laughs> um, there is a reason, obviously. Yeah. But for most of us, you don't need a, a degree to run a restaurant. You need there's, experience. There's, a, there's Like you said, there was a blueprint for that yeah. doctor, lawyer, you know. Yeah, running a bank, maybe you know what I mean. Like, but I, I'm four years at Pitt. My wife was four years at Carlo, and we were in the workforce for three years. You know what yeah. I mean? Three, four years. And, then, and I don't know if you came out I with said, any debt, but these kids are coming out with incredible amounts of debt. Yeah, luckily I was one of the. I was a Pitt guy. You know, hailed a Pitt, and it was one of those things that I lived with my parents. I worked full time when I went to college just because oh my gosh. I I didn't want to how that albatross over me, you know, when I graduated to have that big number. When I graduated, it was minuscule, and I had it paid off in two or three years because I was successful at the bank, you know, and it was just like, but my my sister went to Penn State, lived at Penn State. She uh, ended up being, she's a teacher right now, but like uh, the number she was telling me that she graduated with, that she owed back, Ooh, take forever. That's, that'll that'll keep you up at night, man. Yeah. That, that. And you, you're on a flat salary pretty much. And hopefully, you know, eventually as a teacher, it's really difficult. Absolutely. You have a great, you have great retirement benefits as a teacher for most districts. And I, mean, I don't know if she's, you know, a high school teacher or what. Yeah, she's, she's Pittsburgh Public Elementary. Like, okay. but she got the tenure pretty quick, but it was one of those things that, you know, the perks of being off in the summer, like there's great parts of it, but. She had to put time in being full time teacher for full time substitute teacher, this and that, until she got in eventually. Like I said, and it was it was a grind for her, man. And she stuck it out, and she's you know getting to the point where you know it's it, it came to fruition where the money's right now. But like it's it's it's, it's a long haul. <laughs> yeah, it is, yeah, man. Holding yeah. that over your head. Yeah. My point is like, okay, so if you can build this thing, like keep it going, figure it out for yourself, so you can work less, and that's just. The same thing you're dealing with, which is staffing, yeah, uh, getting the right people in there, and then you have something that maybe your kids will never use. But if you if they get they don't know where to go, they don't you know they don't have that passion that they're yeah they're going to be a doctor, they're going to be something, whatever their passion. Maybe they don't because most people don't have a passion. I don't. Know? Know. I, mean, I don't know how you are. I... No, most people do not. You kind of go, okay. I mean, the re reason I got into what I did is because I ended up looking at my strengths and weaknesses, and I said, "Here's my strengths." Yeah. Uh, did a lot of soul, you know, searching and say, "Here's my strengths." Oh, that would fit in this yeah. industry. Yeah. Um, but it was never an industry that I thought I'd be in. It was like the bunch of nerds go in that <laughs> industry. I, <You> know? <laughs> I was the same way. So, I, when I say I. 
I loved everything of school besides school. I love the sports. I yep. love the parties. Like, you know what I mean? I love the social ass. Uh-huh. I, ha- I hate school, man. You know what I mean? The only, like I tell people, I went to college because my parents put me through Catholic school and they put a lot of resources into me money-wise. So I felt like I owed them the like, I, I got to give it a chance, right? But I I hated school, man. Yeah. But uh, So I go in there. I have no clue what I'm doing. The only thing I know is I'm good at math. So yep. I become a finance major, and I get through, and I'm I'm in a bank. You know what I mean? Yeah. But like, I had no desire. Like, I if it wasn't if I would have went a different route, maybe where my parents didn't put the money into me to go to Catholic school, I could have been you know a laborer or in the service or you know what I mean? Like yeah. something. I felt like I owed them. Like they put a lot of resources to you know keep me in good school and this and that. And I, and I was a smart kid. Just lazy in school, man. Yeah, I'd rather play sports and you know hang out with my buddies, hang out, and, drink some beers, and, and yeah, talk to and girls. Have some fun. Yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Like I said, yeah. the school part was I was just lazy, and the same thing in, in college, man. I get in there and like I didn't go a lot, you know. And it was one of the yeah, like nobody tying you. That I, way. Exactly. Yeah. I got both my parents worked hard, so they were out the door before I'd get up, and they were like, "How was school?" I was like, "Great." I never yeah. went to school. <laughs> I never left the house, man. <laughs> and that's the story for so many people. Yeah. Uh, you know, just... I wasn't drawn to the academic part of it. No, yeah. and so many people aren't, and we're just been, you know, at least our general. I think it's changing, and I think it's changing for the better. I don't think college is right for most people. Yeah. And not to say you have to go into trades, but figure out what... You, the education that you learn in, in really, in a high school... I mean, education is important. Don't get me yeah. wrong. There's a basic level of education from, you know understanding English language and um, literature and, you know, understanding some basic history. Uh, and hopefully you might find something that really intrigues you. So I'm not insinuating that education is bad by any means, but this quote-unquote higher education where we're expected, oh, just go to college. And if college, like I think I did it as cheaply as you could possibly do it because yeah. I went to um, – I went to San Diego, but I went to a community college in San Diego while I became a resident. Okay. And in California, at least at the time, I don't know what it is like now, but if you're a resident of California and you go to a state school, so I went to San Diego State, um, it's extremely inexpensive. Okay. It's really cheap. Yeah. And the community college, which was the best school I've ever been in, it was unbelievable. Awesome. How just, it was, it's called Grossmont College, I think. That's great. Um, it was fantastic, but I got, you know, I waited a year till I got my residency, then I went to San Diego State. Um, but so let's say I didn't, I worked through school and yeah, I had help. I'm not saying that. Yeah. You know, my, my, the deal was my dad would pay for school, help me with a little bit of rent, and I worked through school. Yeah. Um, but I didn't have to pay that. So certainly, you know, people do. But today, you know, you hear about these kids coming out with three, four hundred thousand dollars in debt. You can't pay that back. And the interest, I mean, it, it's one thing if you had that kind of debt and you had zero percent where the government says, listen, <laughs> yeah. there is no interest rate on student yeah. debt. The amount four hundred thousand dollars debt, even at zero percent, is unbelievable. It's a it's a hole. They it's get out a of it. <laughs> crazy hole. Yeah. Um, let's let's make it a twenty year at like interest rate seven <laughs> percent for twenty years. Yeah, yeah, it's unbelievable. It's crazy. You're just you, there's no way to pay yeah. that back unless you just get an extremely high paying job. But yeah, most people end up in some a lot of people end up as a teacher, which is a very noble job. Yeah. But you're not going to make enough money to you're, basically pay. You're paying on pay that, that for principal. twenty years. Yeah. yeah, 
and I'll tell you what, I tell like even my workers now, like when I was at Pitt, I would still do how you said every summer I would take classes at CCAC yeah. because I could take like nine credits for $700 and they were just gen ed stuff, but they would just, Hey, pass or fill. It's all it was because yep. I was paying for this. You know what I mean? Where like Helen, my wife, when she was a, she knew she wanted to be a teacher. Like when she was a girl, she was like, I'm going to be, so she, she's on the other end of the spectrum where I was like, I don't know what I want to do. Helen, I'm going to be a teacher. And she went that path and was successful, but I was able to even talk her into like, we would do summer classes together. It's like, cause you can't, for that price, you couldn't, you couldn't beat it if you were paying for yourself or if you're in that situation where you didn't want to carry that big number to, you know, loan student loan after you graduate. And I tell these guys I work with, man, like, dude, it doesn't matter how you get through it. Just, you know. Don't don't be afraid to to do the CCAC route for two years or you, you shouldn't. Know. I mean, I think that's probably yeah. the, the right advice for everybody. Yeah, hit a if you're not sure school. what you want to do. Yeah, if you're yeah. not, I'm a hundred percent going to be a doctor. Yeah, I'm you know scientist. I don't know whatever else, but if you don't know exactly, yeah. hit CC. Get those credits out of the way for cheap. That's it. You know, and, and then figure you out can what say you be. yeah because yeah. you could whittle that that debt. I mean, if you do go to school down to half, if not more. Yeah. Um, it, it's just, it, it's scary. I mean, it's, I look at these kids, I'm like, holy cow, what? I'm looking at school, and you can't even plan for the cost of school. You can get a 529, you throw money into that, great, great, hopefully it pays for some of it, but the, the, the rate of increase is unbelievable. Yeah. Um, it's just, I don't know where to go. So speaking of where to go, so what's the plan for Mike and Tony? I mean, what's the what's the goal? What do you what do you? If it was perfect, perfect situation. Perfect situation. This is just me, you know, throwing something out there for someone to hear on this great big platform. <laughs> it's huge. <laughs> it's huge. Uh, I like the Permanis way they went about it. They they got into the double digit stores, caught some people's eyes, and they made a move where they got bought out. And they kept, I believe, the one in like the strip district, and you know what I mean. It was just, it was a big buyout at once, and they oh. kind of went the. It turned into a corporate route after it was bought out, but they made a nice, big sale, and they did well with there. So, I would like to keep it family owned and operated, and catch someone's eye maybe down the road. I know we need to get some more stores open and maybe expand a little bit more, but that would be. I really like the model that, like, the Permanis way was. You don't like the franchise model? Uh, no, because, like you said, uh, we're very particular about things that we want to be done in our restaurants. We want it done a certain way. That's why we're successful. When you go the franchise route, someone can, you know, pony up the whatever amount of money it is for your franchise. And some people might take it and do be successful, but there's that chance of people, you know, jumping into something they're not ready for and I know I don't want it to hurt the the Mike and Tony's name. If if something Yeah. I'd rather shoot myself in the foot than someone else shoot me in the foot. You know? Until you're out of there. Because Permanis is not the same. It's not. It's not. Like I said. And when they went that corporate route, everybody could agree it changed a little bit. Yeah. And I still love Permanis. Don't get me wrong. I love Permanis. I'm well, a Permanis. Like guy. Uh, the one in the strip. strip. Like I said, I think they still own that. I'm not hundred percent sure but I don't know. They, or even the one in, in uh, Market Square. Is is pretty good. Yeah. Last time I was there, at least it's been a while. But there's one down in Harmerville. There's a bond. I mean, it's not. I mean, I went in there. I'm sorry. It's not. You're eating slices of pizza in there, right? <laughs> yeah. It's. I had a. I had a, like a. I don't even know why I got it, but I got a chicken. I don't know, 
chicken cheesesteak, which is something I would never at Permanis, ever. Man? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come it's, on. It's something I would <laughs> never order. And I would never order anywhere. I have no idea what was going through my mind. But I remember ordering it. And it was this tiny little, like, nothing of a sandwich. And I was like, what? I don't know what I was expecting. Because yeah. why would you order that at Permanis anyway? Yeah. But... I don't care. It's Permanis. Like it should be overflowing Cur- with. Yeah. See, there should be coleslaw <laughs> yeah. and fries just, and just it overflowing should, on a piece of bread. Uh, yeah. 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 Uh, and I it's, agree. It's just, and I've eaten there a couple of times. And I'm like, this is not the Permanis that yeah. I grew up with. But like you said, for that next generation, like we've been there at, and like I said, I'm a Permanis sandwich guy. Give me a hot sausage with an egg on top. I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. game. You know yeah. what I mean? But we sat down, and I'm not gonna lie, my my daughter's ordered a slice of pizza from Permanis, you know, and I'm like, are you kidding me? But it gets that crowd that's not a Permanis sandwich part, and obviously they're still successful, you know what yeah, I mean? So like, they're still successful. And to whoever, me, in their, I love the old owners. school Permanis stuff, but like you said, yeah, the corporate twist they they cut, you know, they cut costs, they they figure it out. It's a it's a it's a very you're 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 held to a certain procedure, you know. It, it, everything's made the same. Everything's got to be done the same. There's not a heavy hand on coleslaw. Every time you grab, it's the same thing. Like I said, they put their. It's it's a business, man. Yeah, it's a business. It's a business. It's it's a, yeah, measure so, out the food. Measure correct. Out, yeah, We're like, well, yeah, Mike and Tony, we eyeball it. You know, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's yeah, close it's enough. Close yeah. enough. It's good. It looks yeah. good. Yeah, this guy's nice. Give him a little extra. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, like I said, and I felt like that was the old Permanis way. Like I said, but it's a business, man. It you is, know, yeah. someone someone paid a lot of money for that. So like you said, what was the number? Do you know? I don't remember, but it was it was, it was big. It was it's, enough. It's enough that it caught it's my enough. eye. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, had me thinking about <laughs> yeah, had yeah. me thinking about retirement. Oh, good. <laughs> I think that's good. So, what do you do for fun? What is you, what's your outlet? <sighs> it's gonna be a cheesy answer, but my kids' sports, man. Yeah. And I think you kind yeah. of fall in that same boat with yeah. me. Yeah. Uh, so I'm lucky enough that me and Helen were always on that same page that our kids were gonna be involved in something. It didn't have to be sports. Right. At one time, my daughter was in band. Another one of my so I have a son and three daughters. Uh, one daughter was a gymnast. One daughter was uh, a cheerleader. One daughter was you know, but it just the stars aligned. And I, me and my wife love sports. I have four kids that love playing sports, and it's I when it's weekend time, I I love watching my kids play. Like oh, that's yeah. my hobby. Like people, I get that question. What do you do for you? Weird, you know. I love having a beer with my wife out on the deck and enjoying some some quiet time, but there's nothing like Saturday morning soccer game. Yeah. And it's like, especially like how our boys are getting older now, and it's like it's not T-ball where you hit 400 singles. It's it's legit. It's legit. It's, yeah, it's, it's fun, man. It's tough. Yeah, and, it's yeah. it's a lot. Like I said, we uh, you know we got the experience with each other for the last couple of years, but like even my girls, they're softball, volleyball, basketball, soccer. It's I'm lucky because their interests aligned with mine and my wife's and weekends with sports. So, uh, you know, maybe I might complain. I'm sitting at a softball field for four hours in the sun, but that's that yeah. I love it. Man. And the memories you can't you can't give them up. I mean, yeah. just being there for the kids. I was talking to a friend of mine, uh, Brian Helso, who was on the show, and he was talking about playing football. And his grandfather always showing up to every game, and he was yeah. like the old school dude that had like the top hat and like the <laughs> suit on, and he'd just be somewhere, and he'd just be like, he'd point. I think it's so important for the kid, you know, yeah. at least one of two parents to be there all the time, yeah. 
And if both parents can be there, that's that's even better. But it's it's so much fun yeah. to watch these kids grow up. And uh, I don't know when you might might. I was just talking to somebody today, and I was like, I think he started at four years old uh, when he started playing soccer. Probably and he's right? fifteen. And yeah, just trying to think back of those days, like at four, where they're like going the wrong direction and shooting on the wrong goals to 100% just being now it's like physical and they're just oh it's it's fun soccer to watch right it's fun my daughter brought it up the other day she was like dad do you remember when I played when I was in little kicker so it's three four five whatever that was she's like you used to give me sour patch kids on the sideline to get me to play like and that was the (laughs) that was the motivation (laughs) and it's like you said but now like my kid, I have a 14 down to a, a 10 year old. I got four and five years, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. And they're all hitting that where it's super competitive and it's super fun. And like, for me, that's, that's my free, that's my hobby. Like, that's what I look forward to. Like, I'm going to miss it. Me and my wife talk about like, when these kids are out of the house, like, what, what, what are you going to do? It, it, me it, and you, like, like, uh... like, we go home every day of the week and it's like, all right, you're going to this field for practice. You're going to this field. Well, you're meeting up with a carpool and, you know, maybe our, our parents will have to help because we got four kids in four different activities and there's two parents. But she's like, well, we're done. Like, I'm like, don't, I don't even want to think about no, that because I'm enjoying the ride, it's, man. Yep. Yeah. You got to just enjoy it. It's right it in that sweet spot now. It happens fast, I think. Because, yeah. But yeah, you, yeah, it's so much fun. Yeah. It is agreed. so much fun. I agree with you 100%. Yeah. Um, well, man, hey, I appreciate you coming down. Yeah, this was a blast, it's, man. Time. Yeah, it's a blast. It's a one hour, 50 minutes. Flew by, man. Right? Flew by. So fast. Good conversation, Just conversation, man. just fun. <laughs> yeah. A few beers. Absolutely. On a Friday. Yeah. Right? It's the way to end it. That's the way to do it. <laughs> All right. Well, oh, wait, wait, how do people find you? What do uh, they do? Social media, Mike and Tony's Gyros. It's Instagram. It's Facebook. My wife is on top of that. She runs all that stuff. Our website, Mike and Tony's Gyros, we have, you know, all the menus for all the different stores. Contact us if you're interested in employment. You can reach out that way too. But it's that guy. It's very big. It's just Mike and Tony's Gyros. No matter how you look it up, we'll pop up. My wife, Helen's on top of it. She's and she she'll pop up in bed in the middle middle of the night, four in the morning and responding to reviews. So Really? Yeah. She's do you, let me ask you, do you yeah. guys do uh like um Ad, like social media advertising, like AdWords, a Google AdWords, you got any of that kind of we stuff. We did at you... one time, but we we uh, we don't anymore. No, yeah, okay. we we got a great Pittsburgh backing following that. Yeah, that you don't need it. Yeah, we we, we got some. Well, I saw yeah. that you guys have thousands of followers. Correct. Yeah. yeah, and it's like I said, my wife does all the the photos and stuff. Like like she's she's got a knack for. It. She's special, man. Yeah. She's she's the backbone. Oh, she's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah she's the backbone. I have to interview her next. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was yeah. trying to get her to come tonight, but we had you know. Yeah. Different schedules, so like that'd I said, that, that'd be a fun one. She's, yeah, it would yeah, be fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I just saw her last week at that uh, pit the, thing. The, the pit soccer game, yeah, yeah. correct. Yeah, that's what she said. She said, yeah. I mean, you just said hi, but <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's been a while. Yeah. Um, well, good. Well, I'm sure I'll see you soon. Absolutely. Uh, looking forward to it, man. Field, yeah. And, uh, looking forward thanks to for it. coming down. I really appreciate I it. Appreciate the invite, buddy. All right, brother. Talk to you. Thanks. Have fun, everyone.